Alright, hello, welcome to the Carl Experience again. Uh, since the last podcast, the country's gone to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> um, yeah, Roe v. Wade has been uh, rescinded. Uh, Clarence Thomas is, is probably headed down the road to impeachment. Uh, the January 6th committee, that's, depending on how you lean on the road, is how that's, uh, is what you think about that. Me, I personally think some of the court justices need to be impeached for lying under oath, perjuring themselves. No, that's not the point of today's podcast. I'm just going over the, the newest news of hell in a handbasket bill. Um, let's see, we're doing, uh, here in August 2nd, we're going to be doing, uh, the abortion uh, vote here in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I myself am voting no to the uh, to this uh, to this changing of uh, the Constitution because if somebody told me to get my nuts uh, sniffed or some shit, I'd flip them off, tell them to fuck off. I think personal choice is a very big deal, and yeah, anybody who listens to this channel knows that the, cho- the choice should be yours, not some asshat running something else. So just so that's out of the way, yes, I'm I am for. Abortion. It's not the fact that I want, oh yes, let's rain abortion. No, it's certain abortions are for the health of the person carrying the pregnancy. Since I have no vagina, I cannot carry children. It's not my choice. My daughter comes up to me and tells me she had an abortion. It's not perfect. Will I be disappointed? Yes. Will I even for one minute tell her she shouldn't have done that? Not a chance in hell. Might have been my grandchild. We'll never know. But that's a choice thing. And choice is the most important thing. And there's my niece <laughs> popping up again. That little <laughs> thing on the side. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And then to top all that off, um, yeah, there's a great huge thing going on with with uh, Republicans and Democrats, which is just insane, stupid, crazy and people need to pull their heads out of their asses and they actually do a little bit of thinking. I think so much is sometimes it gets a little boring. Because, <laughs> yeah, I, anybody who doesn't know who's watching this, I am a maintenance man where I live. So I have to come up with creative shit, like if they tell me a wall's busted, and they tell me to remake the wall, I have to do it. And I like to make it look like it was never a problem. That's so, the way I would hope any maintenance man would do it. You'd be shocked. Oh, I'm not shocked. I've seen. Yeah, if my work looks bad, I'm gonna straight up tell you it's not up to my par, but it's up. Okay. Now that we've gotten that crap out of the way, and old Krusty over there is looking at his phone. <laughs> Robert. Okay. We've got a new guest on today, and I guess we're gonna have a discussion that. Apparently, we've decided to have. Apparently. Yeah, I do. I Huh? Can't smoke. I don't know. Do you have the ability to smoke? <laughs> I think the, the word proper is term may, I. may. May I smoke? Jesus, how hard was that shit? Yes, you may we smoke. We got it. <laughs> God damn. Yay, we can I say that and everyone's like, yes, you're allowed to smoke. We'll see. May implies that. Can. Yes, you can physically smoke. Can is, is if you can physically do it. May I is asking permission to do yeah. it. I've been trying to install that in my kid forever. My daughter's catching on to it. 
Okay. Jesus, yours stinks more than mine do. Mine's generic. So is mine, but mine's like quick trip generic. Anyway, okay. The guest today, the guest today is this fine young person. Uh, state your name. Um, my name's Roxas, but they call me Roxy for short. Okay, we're gonna go with Roxy, just because it's short. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, tell everybody about your what is it? Your sex, gender, gender identity, whatever. Any of those particulars you want to get out of the way. I was born female at birth, and I identify as as male. So I have actually started on a journey to transition. Okay. And you uh, you what your, is your sexual orientation? Straight, gay? Uh, what's the? I'm pansexual, but okay, I'm, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> like, people are people are really edgy about that one, and if you even get one part of that wrong, like, well, you don't know what you you know how much research I put into learning those terms, and then I have to go to work and learn how to and then figure out problems. Yeah, so for yeah, me, when it comes to like saying that I'm pansexual, that means I'll go with out uh, with a male, a female, a trans man, or a trans woman. Doesn't care. I don't care. I'm more into the um, how you are personality-wise and what you look like. You try to go after the personality more than the yeah. uh, looks factor. Yeah. Okay. See, you're seeing this a little weird because this was this last year. I did interviews, or was it? Yeah, it was last year, wasn't it? Last year, I did an interview with several people within the LGBT community, and so far, the only thing that really annoyed me about all that was when I got hammered by a few people who said. It's LGBTQ+. Drop the Q+. Plus. LGBT covers the entire uh, it covers the entire umbrella of everything. Q just means queer. I don't get. I don't get Apparently, the all these little letters need to be tacked on for everybody who likes to self-identify and wants to be counted. Their letter has to be added on. I don't get it. One, four letters cover pretty much everything you need. Well, there's actually another group out there that calls themselves LGB, and they're actually, they, they, that group actually does not want transgender people allowed in the LGB community. So there's LGB, and Even though the LGBT. term that started, all, all their shit includes trans people. Yeah. It's very weird, and it's something I'm just learning about that group existing. I was like... That's like... That's people within the LGBT community that hates transgender people. Even though they're part of that community. Yeah. That's very messed up. That's like a that's like a retarded logic bomb dropped in a sewer to kill a uh, to kill a mosquito. It, it almost <laughs> has no purpose. Exactly. Oh god. Uh, yeah. yeah. I keep up with some of the LGBT stuff, but that's a new one I've been learning about, and I'm like, well, right now the why biggest are you thing, in the LGBT community if you're gonna hate on the T part of it? The, the, or the, anybody else. Well, the biggest part I have is right now is, uh, like I was watching a video yesterday on uh, TikTok where this trans woman is trying to so uh, trying to talk very softly with a very deep voice. If you sound like Shaquille O'Neal and you're trying to talk like a woman, it doesn't add up very well. Hello, you need to, you need to uh, it, it boycott J.K. Rowling. It's like, really? Trans women actually go through um, through voice therapy, but some some can't um, afford it. So they try their best to deal with what they got on their plate. I get that. 
But I, I just think it's ironic. I mean, yeah, I know I don't hit up TikTok very much. So when uh, these videos usually hit me on Facebook, somebody shares something from TikTok oh, and right. I watch it. I've only got like two or three people on TikTok that I actually watch because either one, I think they're hot, or two, because they're act they're probably as smart as I am, which is really hard to find nowadays. Oh, yeah. That's why there's a guy, I go up to the North Walmart, there's a guy up there who's literally as smart as I am, and we have nice, broad, philosophical conversations about right and wrong, and he overplays his intelligence a little bit, but, you know, hey, smart people don't have to play along. Oh, yeah. Okay, now, is there any big issue within the, within your community or your end of the community that is becoming uh, annoying or is raising an issue with you? The younger people in the LGBT community thinking that they know everything. And I mean like the people under 20. Okay, so it's more like the teenagers who teenagers are... Teenagers and young adults, actually. Some of the younger adults actually fall into that. Where they think that the older generation of the LGBT community don't really matter much because, you know, they didn't have to fight for their rights. <laughs> yeah. Is it? That, that's honestly what they're saying. Didn't have that to fight for their lot, rights. Without the older the generation, you wouldn't have the rights you have now. Exactly. And when you look at it, the... And this is the one thing I really hate about, and I know I'm going to get hate on them. Go on ahead. This. Gay men in general, a lot of the gay men in general, think that this Roe v. Wade thing being overturned is a good thing because, yay, we'll get to adopt our babies and stuff. You know, women were on the forefront, along with the black the, the people of color, mm -hmm. when the, when, when, and, and helping out the gay community and the yeah. lesbians and all that when they were going to fight for their rights. And then you're just going to sit there and shit on them because you want to adopt babies? It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. But then again, just in my instance, I have more than seven people who count on me for decisions and news and whether something is right or wrong. It's not because they don't have a moral compass, it's because they want to hear my opinion because I'm not, I really don't like to be biased. I try to hit that neutral uh, scope oh. and just keep hitting shit out of it. I'm usually neutral about it until, like, you've got the gay guy on TikTok that's sitting there bashing a woman because this woman wanted to have an abortion because she couldn't, because she had six kids and couldn't afford a seventh one. And she had a lot of medical conditions that if she carried the term, she would likely die. Yeah, well, I think that on that case, and no, I'm not trying to be prejudicial at all, there are things like birth control. There is. And if she was raped, report the rape. And no, I'm not saying she can't get an abortion at all. I'm just saying there are other uh, there are other options that most women oh, don't yeah, look at. Yeah, there's other preventative options. And I'm not saying she didn't take those. I'm yeah, just, we know nothing about the woman's side. Just what yeah, the guy was saying. I don't right. know anything about her or the guy. I automatically have to side with her wanting if she wants to get an abortion. I automatically have to side with her because it's her choice in the first place. I agree with that to an extent. I do to a certain extent myself, but that's the reason why I am going to be voting no for the, uh, on the change of the Constitution Same. in Kansas because choice has to be there. 
Yeah, because if you, if, you don't, if you don't have the choice there, then all these women that get ectopic pregnancies, if you've ever heard of one of those, you know all about it. I saw your podcast. I have Twitter. I have Instagram. The day Roe v. Wade got, uh, got peeled back, holy shit, nuclear oh bomb on Twitter, on Instagram, half of Facebook fucking shut down. Yeah. I heard that a couple of other sites literally just quit working because all of the vitriol hit the fan at the same time. Oh yeah, and then apparently that, we don't know if this story is true, but that one woman that's writing about how she almost died because she was having an ectopic pregnancy and the doctor had for nine hours have to be on the, the phone with lawyers on what they were going to do about it. Yeah, and I think that in itself is bullshit. If you have to be on the phone for nine hours, maybe just go somewhere else. We can get to another state and get a get an abortion faster than that. Yeah. What also bad. threw me off about that whole situation is as soon as Roe v. Wade, literally within the past week, I saw the story of a 10-year-old girl who was pregnant and had to go across state lines to get an abortion. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, I wouldn't be mad at the girl. I'd be hunting the fucker down and knocked her up. Okay. She is 10 years old. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> I, 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 dude, we got to end this motherfucker. He doesn't need nuts anymore. That's a child. That's a yeah, whole so we child. Yeah, so it could have been rape and incest at the same time. Either one, it's like, if, you ha- if there's a reason to have that on a bill, your society's fucked. You know, I don't, for me, I just am, I'm just that way. I don't like the thought of rape or incest. It's like, the fact that you have to have that included in an abortion bill makes me wonder just how forward-thinking the people who are living there off when you got to fuck your 10-year-old daughter to get off. I mean, that just, sad. That's disgusting. Yeah. And as a parent, it's fucking repugnant, abhorrent. Oh, I agree. That's, that's like somebody tickling your soul from your asshole. And it, yeah. it's that disturbing. It hits every fucking bad key in your soul. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, if somebody calls me, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I have, I'm a seven-year-old myself. Yeah. And if I found out anyone touched my seven-year-old in any way, shape, or form, that is not correct to do with a child of his yeah. age, I'm hunting down the motherfucking <coughs> man or woman, and I'm going to beat him. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd get. I don't know if I'd beat them. I'd make sure they didn't walk away from it ever again. Well, that's just my way of saying I'm beating the crap out of them. Yeah, we see, don't mention about that. See him whisper, trying to whisper back there, like he's actually got something to say. No, this is why he's it, not on no, camera. No, there's some, there's something that he knows that happened with my kid that he's not mentioned. Well, we don't need to mention certain yeah, things on it. Yeah. So yeah, Definitely. that's why we don't say things. No, the, uh... Nope. Nope. No, said, that, about the that. Vote, about the vote on the second. It's all, all said by the majority in the freaking Republican Party in the House of Representatives. They put that on the... Uh, and I'll be covering that in a different podcast. I'm not going to do that with this one. This <laughs> one is not... We're not going to be talking about one-sided land shift bases in politics, okay? Remember, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for, what... Four, uh, three, four years now by myself? Trust the man. <laughs> I mean, hell, I got subscribers. you even have a channel anymore? No. Yeah. And how many subscribers do you have? Twelve. 
He hasn't done an episode in how long? I have my subscribers in here. Yeah, my subscribers have been around a minute, even though I've only got like 13, but my videos have gotten a whole lot of views. Yeah, we still have cell phones, people. We're still living in the modern era. Oh, yeah. Okay, now... Anyone who's watching it in the future from now. Oh. <laughs> Imagine someone watching this video in the year 3000. That would be weird. That'd be cool. Your legacy lives on. Oh, my legacy's going to live on through my health spawn. Are you kidding? <laughs> okay, now... If you could change the community, specifically the trans community... If you could make one change to it, what would you change about it? And yes, you could be selfish as you want, I don't give a shit. Oh, then yeah. There is one <laughs> thing I would change about the transgender community itself. The fact that they judge other people in their own community too, too harshly. So they're all you judging and hypocritical. All you see yourself as an example. You know the difference between, um, the, the, um, Oh shoot. Where where you have like um the trans transphobia no I'm trying to think of the word. Oh you're alright. It's transgender where you think that your body doesn't doesn't align with the gender that you were born with. Mm -hmm. Correct? But then there's also ones where 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 um like the the, the looks of your body also doesn't align with that. And that has a different term like I, I forget what that term is. You it's know what term I'm talking yeah, about. I, so. I, I just don't uh, remember the word for it. I used I was to know it. I was talking about it the other day with my... Because I don't have that. I can be okay with the body I was born with. Mm -hmm. Even if it does look more feminine than most so of them. So you don't suffer from, like, sex or gender, gender dysphoria. Dys there's gender dysphoria and then there's um, gender dysmorphia. That's what I was thinking. Gender dysmorphia is where your body doesn't look the way that you want it to. Most people would describe that as... Uh, the other one as well. Gender dysphoria is, is also... I, can, I guess I can go as both ways. They're kind of interchangeable in a way. In a way. I'm not saying specifically. But, now, I mean, the only thing I have done and I'm honestly going to do, like with mine, mm -hmm. and I get called out for it, one, I identify as more gay than I do as pansexual because I prefer men more. Because, no offense, women, every single woman I've ever dated has had has a lot, a lot, a lot of mental issues that I'm never able to help them through. And I always get blamed for all their problems. Yeah, no. I can tell you for a fact that if a woman, if a woman has issues starting out, don't be, I can fix you guy. No. Yeah. Just go in. Never. Hey, we can, we can start working on this stuff if you want to. If you're going to keep dragging the baggage around with us forever, no, thank you. Yeah, that's when you should just leave. No, yeah, no, it's, it's, a very, it's very bad to have a toxic relationship where you're the one constantly trying to help them get everything done and they're not and putting in any effort. Exactly, and some them. men are like that too. Um, oh, yeah, I know. It's very rare you find it more with women than men, no offense, but... I run into guys who still have... Mommy uh, issues. Mommy issues, daddy issues, or baby mama issues. Those are the oh, fun Jesus, ones. The baby mama issue ones. Yeah, the baby mama issue ones. Those are the funniest to me because it's like, well, she didn't give me a motherfucker. She was with you for two years. She gave your ass a chance. 
yeah. You just don't. You just couldn't stop fucking unzipping your pants and whipping your dick out. <laughs> there is a difference. If you're trying and you fail because of substance abuse issues or something, I can see falling off the wagon so many times. And as long as you're not doing anything to really, as long as you're not putting the kids in harm's way, okay. If you don't have kids and you're going through that, I'd say go to counseling. But women see, a lot of women seem to think that they are special. Like, they don't need the counseling. They, it, I'll be okay. My mom made it through. No. Your mom's also on heavy medication, too. No. There's a reason. I'm sorry. If you have lots of childhood trauma, my ideology, and I've talked to some, I lived with one of the other people that, you, that you've done a podcast mm. with before. And I even told that person that they needed psychology help that that person needs a lot of psychotherapy like taking out the brain scooping it out and cleaning it up and then putting it back in funny how they're not going to know who i'm talking about it doesn't matter i don't care if they know who we're talking about or not but but yeah um um they will once they see it but they they and they've admitted to me that they are actually seeing a therapist now so good on them i'm i'm actually glad that they've taken that step in their life but Pausing the steps so you can't really backlash about that one. Yeah, a lot of things. Hold on here. All right, we are now back, and this is gonna when it hits, you're gonna see it do something weird at right around the 33 minute mark, I think. Mm-hmm. You'll see it. Uh, you'll see a little thing come up at the bottom. That just means it's starting a new video. Okay. Well, yeah. the thing that I was trying to say, what I don't yeah. like is, like in my, since I'm not doing the bottom part of the surgery. And I've only done a breast reduction on mine, mm-hmm. so I haven't had the mastectomy, the whole, the whole shabam done. Mm-hmm. I get called a fake trans, trans male, because I'm not going through all of it. But yet these people fail to realize I have a lot of medical conditions. That if I, because even like doing a breast, the breast reduction, I actually died twice. So I'm not going to risk my life just to make me look like a man to make society happy and to make those people in the transgender community in the trans community well happy. and what's what i find so strange is, is there are people who tell who tell me that they're a trans man and don't take any steps at all and they get do they get shit on oh they get shit on plenty by exactly. other people but they're like well i just i'm i'm trans like okay you plan on doing anything no, I'm fucking. If you're a trans man, you're gonna be in. You don't plan on doing anything at all. Then you're really just claiming. To me, it sounds more like sexual dysmorphia or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm at least doing the testosterone part. Mm-hmm. And I've done part of it like that. I I made my chest area smaller for a lot more reasons, more for com- partial comfort, but more because mm-hmm. I have scoliosis and. No offense, having just that big just worsens it. Yeah, I know. I have several friends I went to high school with who have big boobs, and they tell me, oh, it's starting to hurt now. Well, you've had them for how long? Yeah, maybe 20, go get check, years? Maybe go check and see if you have some scoliosis up in your <laughs> upper back area. Because that's what happened with me. And I was able to get most of my... Um, no, I got a... I covered. used to have a friend that I had who claimed she had... Who still claims she has scoliosis and that her spine is curved like a, crook, like a crooked road. And 
Then she bothered, I asked her for a sonogram just to take a look, you know, see how bad it was. It had somebody else's name on the, the fucking x-ray. It was like, no, that ain't That's you. That's not you. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it is. No, I can look get at my x-rays ribs. if you ever want to look at them. Well, her ribs, are, her ribs should be like that. I mean, big and wide. She's like three, almost 400 pounds. And she stands like 5'5". Five, five. And oh. the ribcage on the uh, x-ray that she sent me was of a normal slender person with just a normal barrel. Yeah. Hers should have been bell-shaped in here because of how big she is. And then she tries to tell me, oh, that no, that's me. No, it's not. I know how to check, I know how to look for uh, that kind of shit in an x-ray. Because the bigger you get, the more your bones actually expand. Just like when you lose weight, yeah, they shrink. They go like that, and then they go like that when they're, when they're smaller. Yeah, when you're when you weigh four and five hundred pounds, it's still like the same, your bone the same skeletal structure, out. but it's like more wider than a than a person that's skinny than you. Yeah, it's because the bones have to elongate to cover uh, to structurally hold the mass. People are like, "How do you know that?" I read a lot. <laughs> also, if you paid attention <coughs> in school, you would have known that too. You'd be surprised what's taught in what school. I went to school out in Arizona, so I wouldn't be able to tell you what they do out here. Here they don't, you have to uh, study specifically for certain things like that because they're not going to tell you about physiology and all that kind of thing. That's you have to kind of learn it on your well, own. Well, I found out in most schools because I was taught how to, how to do your bank, bank, how to do banking and how to do um, stuff like um, Yeah, they don't teach financial taxes literacy. Taxes and all that stuff. And they were teaching that to the kids in the special ed department. That's but they shocking. wouldn't teach that to the regular ed students that probably need it more than your down than some of than some of your Down syndrome students. And some of the other students that, that would probably no sense never to use teach that. The special ed students and not the regular ed students. It's... Well the special ed students weren't also in where I went to school, the special ed students were never taught sex ed, yet the regular ed students were. And they wondered so why teach them about sex, but not balancing their checkbook. <laughs> but teach the special eds how to how to balance the checkbook, and not yeah. to not to ha and what safe sex is. It, it just, That's insane. Yeah, you don't even know about problems. You just need to know about a checkbook balancing. What do they think that the kids with with autism aren't going to want to have sex? Please, they need sex more than some people do. <laughs> I know a couple people who are autistic could really use a blowjob. Just prevent <laughs> and release. Uh, do a hormone dump and Oh, yes. Yeah, I know a lot of men on the spectrum like that. And women. Yeah. I know a lot of guys who are... But then again, I know a lot of guys who claim to be autistic that aren't autistic. They just have, like, Asperger's or... Actually, um, the, um, some recently other... they've actually put Asperger's in the autism spectrum. And that's unfortunately why they're calling themselves autistic. It's because... Within they the can, recent years, they've done that. They can do that. I'm not going to. I still see the difference. Like, I was so having a debate... What would you say I am? Because I'm actually on the autism spectrum. I would have... I would have to say, based on everything I've seen and heard, I would say you're... What is it? Uh, now I have to go back like 30 years to when I had the last time I read the fuck. I, uh, I got diagnosed within the last five years. I would say it would be, yeah, high-functioning, I would say middle of the high-functioning area, mm -hmm. as far as autism. 
And I know it's not Asperger's, but there's something else. I just can't remember the name of it right now. But I've got like people who ha I've got people who tell me that they have this, that, and the other. Just like nowadays, being in the LGBT community goes hand in hand now with neurodivergence. People with ADD, ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenia, I find uh, that oppositional defiance up. disorder, all these other mental conditions are in with that. It's like, no. no. I mean, I have ADD and ADHD, but even if I wasn't in the LGBT community, I wouldn't consider myself a part of that just because I have those. People are wanting to collectively muck themselves in a huge group. I mean, and being that's neurodivergent. trying to say that they want to be in the part of the LGBT community. Oh God, yeah, that was. I that was a nightmare. <laughs> I wanted to throw up when I heard that. Same. I, you know, the worst part about it is there was a lot of people in the LGBT community that actually supported that. Yes, and I ended and up, that made me more sick. I got kicked out of six different groups. The, the, the uh, during that whole fiasco, because something like, well, they just have different sexual needs. I'm touching a child. Dude, ra dude, rapes your, uh, your kid. You come tell me about how nice it was that they decided to be sexually attracted to your ch a child and make your child cry. And furthermore, your child will now need uh, counseling until they're like thirty. Who's that one guy that was emotional damage that dude? Yeah, Uncle Roger says it perfect. No idea. Oh, you need to watch some of his videos. I, I'm really so funny. far behind it. I, I haven't been watching videos because I've been watching mainly the Poof GP. Shit's relaxing as he, all hell. He's a cook, He's a cook basically, an Asian cook, and he's hilarious. I've probably seen one of the... I've watched a little bit of everything on YouTube, even the disturbing shit that you don't want to look shit up on. There are certain things on YouTube you do not want to see. Don't go looking for it. Also, don't go onto the black on the dark web. I learned that the hard way. Oh, the dark web! I remember when it was just starting. That was back in like the late '80s, early '90s. That was actually oh, kind yeah. of fun back then, but nowadays they, it's not. Well, like it, we were laughing at it when we were like when me and my buddies are like nine or ten years old because we hack in and see a video from Saudi Arabia of some chick being tied to a donkey or horse. Some guy would run by on a horse and whack her head off in one swing. And her head would go rolling back. Yeah, and we just thought it was hilarious as all hell. We didn't know anything at the time. We didn't know it was actually happening. No, we thought, we it, thought was it was like, like a movie, like Nightmare like on Elm Street or some crap. Thing. And then we were like, holy shit, this isn't CGI. We were all it's in high school happening. in the late 90s. It's like, holy shit, that was actually real? We didn't know that. And then we're all like, oh god, we feel so guilty. Now I'm like, fuck it, we didn't know any better, we were kids. I mean, you're talking 1991, so I was 10, 11 years old at the time. 1991 was when I was born. <laughs> I was born in 1990. Yeah, 80. Last year of Gen X. Thank you very much, bitches. Okay, now. You've been in the community, you've been, you consider yourself part of the community for how long? Honestly, um, since I was about 12 years old when I came out as bisexual to my mom at first, that's when I was okay. first discovering myself. Everybody needs self-discovery. At one point, everybody thought I was gay. Literally, my parents even thought I was gay well, until honestly, I was about 
like 17 or so. I found out something that actually pointed to me becoming trans that my mom pointed out that her and my aunt noticed when I was eight years old. She said when I was starting to go through puberty and I had to go shopping for the under, the, the under outfits that you have to wear for females. Like the bras and that. Yeah, undergarments. So I, I have no idea. Tools. Yeah, I don't know how old some of your demographic is, so. There, this is, there's only one episode that's kid-friendly, and that's because my uh, youngest is in it. Uh, okay. <laughs> All the other ones are, if you want to swear, go the fuck ahead. I sure as hell Awesome. Now, I, now that he said fuck, I can say it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've already said it a couple of times now. Well, now that I've actually... Yeah, what, go ahead and deadpool the shit out of it. I'm going to deadpool the shit out of this. <laughs> Well, anyways, when I was going bra shopping, I remember in the, I guess it was in the dead, dead end of, of Walmart, my mom's like, which one's more cuter? I was like, can I go with none of them? Just put books on me and make me flatter so I can go beat up my brother again. And then she's like, what do you mean by beating up your brother? And I was like, well, we like to wrestle. I want to go beat him up. I want to pretend I'm Hulk Hogan again. Bye. I didn't understand a lick of any of that stuff. Well, typically when we're younger, we're, uh, we're less inhibited by our behaviors and everything like that. When we get older, we learn social norms and all that kind of crap. And like me, the thing I hate be the thing that I hate the most right now is when I'm in a debate with somebody and then somebody else pops up with, "Well, you're a cis white guy." Um, there's one problem with cis. Cis doesn't, cis doesn't refer to sexuality at all. Cis, like trans refers to traveling originally. I don't know who the hell made these terms up. I didn't understand what the cisgender one meant. I was like, oh, that just means um, you're a male that some, likes female and you were born male. Some professor decided to get a sex change and then started making up terms and they just got adopted by the by the bigger trans community and now it's caught on. So, ah, there you according go. to the according to the greater trans community, I'm just an overprivileged cis white man. Overprivileged my ass. And yet I can sit here and have a normal conversation with you, and you're not triggering me at all. Well, I'm trying not to trigger anybody, but then again, I trigger so many people who know in life. Yeah. Well, then doesn't that mean that they're a bunch of snowflakes? They've been snowflakes for a long damn time. They were raised on snow, uh, uh, raised as snowflakes. Well, because like when people call me overprivileged, it's like, okay, how am I overprivileged? And they start listing the shit. Uh, listen because this. you're born white, apparently. I'm born white with a penis. I know I'm ill. I know I'm straight. So automatically, I'm the enemy. Yep. <clears throat> I'm not the enemy. It's yeah, your thoughts about what I am that's the enemy. That makes that makes you the enemy in their eyes. Yes, because they think I've been I've had privilege all my life, and you can you. Anybody who's known me long enough knows I've had to fight for some shit. And we're not talking a week or a month. There are things I've had to fight for for years to accomplish. Yeah, I've been a lot of people think that if you're white, if you're born white and and you're straight, you're handed everything on a silver platter. Well, yeah, no, I was I was born in a destitute poverty. I I lived Same. with I was in a I was in a bedroom. With two sisters and my young, uh, my brother, up until I turned 18, I didn't. Ha we didn't all have our own separate bedrooms. We didn't have a girl, little boy. It was all four kids in one fucking room on and nowadays CPS would just have a sissy fit about that because girls are supposed to have a separate room than boys. Back when I was growing up, I grew up in a foster home. 
I didn't give a flying ass as long as you weren't screwing each other. Yeah, as long as you weren't, as long as all the kids weren't making each other pregnant, who cared? <laughs> exactly. I born up, and I was just growing up in a foster home with eight other kids back in the nineties. Yeah, I wasn't. I was in a foster home back in the eighties. I went to a couple of them, and the children's home back then. That was some weird shit. You kids think you got it weird now? You ain't got it weird yet. I mean, no. Oh, I'll have to agree with that one. Because even in the 90s, they were still messed up. Um, I remember when I was four years old, there was a little boy that was coming into... Um, I was going off to my next foster home. Mm-hmm. There was a little boy that came in. Some dude, Two dudes in a suit walked out with him. And I have this vivid memory of it. Mm-hmm. Because when I was at home in my new foster home, that boy was up on the news missing. And I was like, he ain't missing. My foster mom turned around so quickly that what'd you say and i was like yeah i just saw him at the foster clinic some dudes in suits walked out with him i never mentioned that to anybody ever again <laughs> well, i found out later the kid was sold off by the system damn where was that arizona wow see that shit wouldn't fly here but uh, the border's so close why yeah you, you, I get, I totally get that. You didn't have to finish that sentence. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so close to the water, stop. <laughs> um, okay, now, um, <clears throat> taking a broader look at everything, you've got baby boomers. I'd say the early generation, but most of them are dead now. Oh, yeah. I think so my got, mom's still alive. You've got baby boomers. You've got... Gen Xers, you've got Millennials, now you have Gen Zers, and then at the very end of the rope you have Generation Alpha. Alpha's too young to do anything, that's her generation. And the greatest generation is now almost completely gone off of us. They're the people who are like born before World War One, uh, be- no, born before World War Two happened, and we're old enough to serve. There's yeah, my mom wasn't so old far. enough to serve, but she was around during World War II. Now, looking at the trans community, or the LGBT community as a whole right now, and from your perspective, your sight, which generation has done the most for the whole community? It's the newer generation, that's for darn sure. Okay, so we're going to rule out uh, Generation Z. Um, what year is this Generation Z problem? Generation Z is... The the one, uh, Generation Z was born in 1997, all in all up to 2010. Yeah, they, no offense. Probably the end of Generation Z, but it, it's the ones in the 80s that did more of the work. The ones that were born in the 80s that did more of the work. I would say... Now, coming from my perspective, looking at it from a non-biased viewpoint, since I don't have favoritism, I would say that the baby boomer LGBT community did a lot. They were the ones that were adults in the 80s. Oh, yeah. They were adults in the 80s, and they're the ones who did the Stonewall riots in California and all that. If you don't know what the Stonewall riots are, go look it up on Wikipedia. Yep. Trust, I know I've read the entire fucking article front to back. Yep, definitely just go look it up. Because if you want us to talk about that, that, that that's going to go into, like, what, another two-hour conversation? Oh, I could talk just, about a wide variety of things all the time. The no, just to get these people to understand it. <laughs> no, they can do their own research. If they're, not, if they're not intelligent enough to do that research, then 
they will oh, know about it. And I have to do read. I have to do research on like when I was doing my COVID broadcasts. Oh yeah. I was reporting the numbers and on the news. Boom! Twenty five percent more people are dead from COVID. Let's but did you that. backtrack and do it by population? Really. It's fucking tiny. It's like less than one percent. Even with the deaths where they are now compared to the population, it's still less than two percent that has died. The numbers the that they're giving are, and what's worse is in the beginning they weren't separating deaths from just having COVID. <coughs> and then yeah, my son's grandfather actually, um, but um, paternal grandfather passed away from COVID because he thought it was a hoax made up by the government. It's not a hoax. That's why I kept on trying to get when my channel actually got flagged seven times because they thought I was trying to spread misinformation. And I literally sent YouTube an email all lettered out. I had to fucking. I I fucking went off on Robert telling him about it because he was like, You're not going to get it turned back on. The fuck I ain't. I got that bitch turned on. I got my channel turned back on because they tried to stop me every time I started posting numbers and explaining them. People would get pissed, like, no, this is really contagious. Contagious isn't deadly. There's a difference. Yes. The death rate is less than 1%. Don't even fucking bother me with the numbers, then. Well, the reason that the government was doing that is to scare people into actually getting... Getting the vaccine. Into getting the vaccine and wearing masks and doing all that stuff that you need to do. Because masks. a lot of people are going, yeah, we don't need it. Well, the the bitch of it is, is masks. If you actually you don't if you don't rely on the government, you go out and do your own testing, or you go looking for the uh, research results, the actual ones. You'll find out masks. If it's if COVID was that bad, masks we're talking like really Ebola, good. bad. Yeah, masks masks are only good. about twenty percent effective, yeah, and that's you have to be clean shaved and wear a mask fucking perfectly. And it has to be nice and uh, snug and everything. Masks don't work like that. Like me, I've got a big fucking noggin. i got to wear a mask and those lines are already begging me for work. <laughs> and I, I didn't shave during COVID. Screw that shit. I kept my facial hair because, well, if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. If it's going to kill me, I've, you can't I've stop that. It. I didn't have the first variant that went around. I yeah, got you the, had the Omicron? And the, and the one that came after like yeah, I had, I, I got Omicron, the Omicron variant, right on Christmas. Oh, no, thank you. Well, one of my co-workers had it, and he gave it to, he gave it to everybody else, and we were all down for a week, and then I spent, like, two fucking weeks in an apartment by myself working on it, doing all my shit. Then I get switched to the next apartment, I worked two more weeks there. By that point, I'm feeling a little better because this is the coldest part of the fucking year. <coughs> and yes, that was my favorite chair. I was, I was like, I think my temperature made it to, I want to say 110. My wife is like, she got literally that close to my skin and it was burning her. That's how hot I was. And I'm used to already being hot and used to heat, so it really didn't bother me. I just kept on, hey, every like half hour, make me chug a bottle of water. Literally, that for a week, plus buying decongestants, everything to keep my sinuses from completely draining and coating my lungs, that's what I was doing. But yeah, I've had COVID. I haven't been sick since. 
I've had a lot of fucking ankles. I did get the second variant. My son got it from school because his they didn't have the special ed children wearing the masks. They said the special ed children don't need to wear masks, but all the other kids had to. Yeah, see, here in Wichita, it was, they were doing it was that, different. That was in Park City, Kansas. Yeah. yeah and see, he wound up bringing it home, and everybody That's terrible. That part is, like, at the school my daughter attends, not one single fucking case. No outbreaks at all. That's cool. And everybody's like, how'd you guys do it? The kids wore masks. They used hand sanitizer to do everything they're supposed to do. I don't like my kid wearing a mask because they don't get the chance to learn facial expressions when they're coming up to that age. Like five to ten is when you're going to pick up all those facial, you, you know, facial tics and everything that you're going to use. And they were denied that because of masks. I get the interest of keeping uh, COVID down, but honestly, if you're in a if you're in a school full of kids, one of them gets COVID, more than likely several of them will have COVID. We didn't get any reported cases at all. And apparently they had one person who was visiting the school who tested positive, and so we had to go on lockdown for two damn weeks. Yeah, my son lost uh, missed a lot of school this year because of all the, the COVID. Um, he, because he also goes to Art Springs for therapy for his um, autism. Mm-hmm. And they kept getting it left and right on it. Yeah, well, we got it. I had it. I think my I wife and my daughter might have had it, but the worst they suffered was a sniffle. I was the one unvaccinated. I know all. I know all the facts I need. And then when I got it, I wasn't. T- I, you know, I'm not one of those people who's preaching that COVID is fake. It's a hoax. And all this shit is. No, it's real. I get it. Oh, yeah, it is. It didn't change my output on anything. I got over it. Mm-hmm. And it hit me the hardest of anybody in this house. So yeah, that's why when everybody's like, "Well, it's really, it can be really deadly." So can a cold. Did you know the cold and flus? Each one of those make up a four, kill over forty-five thousand people a year. Well, the funny thing about me with the second variant, the Omicron that went out, mm-hmm. that went out, um, I got a weird side effect that nobody else did. I lost the ability to lose my to use my legs for a little bit. That is weird. That was the weirdest side effect I got, and I was looking up. I was like. Where's this side effect coming from? It's not there. It's not there on the list. I was like, okay. And for me, I lost my... I didn't lose my sense of taste like so many other people did. Or my I didn't lose health. any of those either. My taste buds changed for like a month. I love sausage. Love eating sausage. Sausage is the best shit on the planet. Oh, yeah. And sausage didn't taste good to me for no, like a month. I, I really hate soda. All soda products. I, I can drink it, but... Now, see, this is where I have to be clueless on that one. I don't drink pop anymore. I haven't drank pop oh, no, I haven't since, since I was 2010. pregnant. Since, um... I used to drink pop before I got pregnant with my kid. Yeah. And then when I got pregnant with him, I lost it. I did not like the taste of soda. But then I regained it, but I didn't really drink it as often. Mm-hmm. And then after I had COVID, the Omicron variant, I hated it getting And I was like, okay. Yeah, for me, I haven't drank pop in about, shit, since 2010, so it's been about 12 years. And what's even more ironic about that is, is I still get people ask, uh, freaking out that I've never tried, and that I don't drink energy drinks. Like, I, oh, have I no hate idea. energy drinks. No, I have no idea what they taste like. Everybody's like, you've never had a Rockstar or a Bobbitter or a Red Bull? No, none of them. Oh. I'm old enough, so I remember when Quidrick used to sell little packet, pill packets, 
And I used to run off of those for a while. They still have those that are like the little, um, they have the in gum form now. Oh, they're not the same. I know what you're talking about, though, the little, <laughs> the little, the little pill packs. Pill I used to take the uh, uh, yellow jackets. Oh, yeah. Pop those bitches, and I'd buy two or three packs of white and get uh, nice and amped up. Because I'd have to do a double or a triple shift and smash that all in hell. Because I was doing factory work at the time. You don't want to do a double shift in the factory with no, with no boost. Because the booster keeps you awake and all that crap, so you don't fucking put your hand in the crimper and goodbye finger. <clears throat> now, okay, we're going to go back on track here a little bit. Oh, no. Now, um, hey, it's okay to go off track every now and then. Far as the generations go, from your perspective, who do you think needs to learn? Uh, who do you think needs to take the reins and not lead, but start focusing on taking over? Since we're talking about the the, um, the baby boomer, I think the generation after all that. Because they also that would suffered. be my generation. Yeah, generation because they X. suffered through it as well more, and they know more about what the baby boomers did and what the baby and they do more of the research on it than let's say Gen X. Gen X needs to do a lot more research. Gen X needs to stop trying to put words in the people. You mean Gen Z? Well, Gen I, I'm Z. sorry, Gen Z. I get them mixed up. <laughs> Gen X and Gen Z. Gen Gen X, we're the we're the ones getting shit on by uh, by. Uh, <laughs> I think Gen I'm Z also. And baby boomers like you don't know what you're I'm doing. I'm in Gen X too. I think. I was uh, born in 1990. That would make you a millennial. I guess I am millennial. But, yeah. Gen Z is the one that needs to do a lot of the works because Gen Z is the one that thinks that they know everything. That they're the ones that are only that are the only ones that are um, wanting change and have done anything for change. When a lot of people long before your times. We're fighting for these rights and actually had these rights overturned well, and, and done long before you guys were in existence. And another point I'd like to make about generational gap is, like, Gen X. Hi again. Hello. <laughs> Gen X. We grew up a certain way, and Generation Zers are growing up in a completely different way. They are growing up in a world that Boomers and Xers. Built. Yeah, built for them. Literally, most of the people who are responsible for the greatest changes in the past 30 years are all boomers or Gen Xers. And okay. when they're when all these people are like, well, I need a cell phone. To, no, you don't. You don't need a cell phone. To the Gen Zers are too, and honestly, are too triggered. I've been it's trying... from the triggered X, uh, Gen Xer there, right? <laughs> uh, I've been trying to explain to this one's wife about their child and how the child should not be on the cell phone 24-7, but listen, girl, or she is going to wind up like most of the kids nowadays. Okay, with having said that, this, uh, they're, uh, they're like a year apart. His daughter and my daughter are about a year apart. She is eight. My daughter's eight. Oh, this kid, her, his, his daughter does nothing about it on YouTube Kids. And Guess how much time my daughter spends on the phone uh, when she gets the phone? Two hours. Tops that she's ever done in a day was four. I think I was close. Usually after like an hour and a half, she comes back and puts her phone on this table and leaves it there, walks away, and says she's bored of it. My kid's like that too. My kid has um has autism. He's on the 
lower functioning level. Yeah. Um, he, um, he can only keep his attention for about an hour to two hours with something electronic. Then he wants to go find something else to do, or he'll run up and down the hallway screaming weird stuff. Well, see, He's that's what I enjoy kid. about uh, having raised her the way I uh, the way that me and my wife wanted to raise her, is we took a lot of the technology out. Mm -hmm. She's got playtime. She's got movies. She has friends now, and like they want to. They they were talking to us last year about making her skip up to the third grade, which is still in the first uh, semester, or the first quarter of second grade. Jumping up like that will obliterate her friends' circle. She won't have her peers that are all the same age with her. She needs that as a foundation. Yes, I agree with that. As someone who actually listened to the school, my mother did that to me. Mm -hmm. You lose those friends that in those because it's hard to go back and play with them when they're on a completely different lunch schedule than you and everything else. Well, that, not only I'm that, not but you've got a class. different set of, uh, like, I was in, I was in, like, first or second grade, I think, and my dad tried to jump me up to third or fourth grade. They're studying human skeleton and organs, which you don't study here, or at least you didn't, until you were, like, in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And my dad was trying to jump me, like, two full levels like that. No, can't. They're more mature than me. I would have been uh, emotionally obliterated. too young as well as you don't know any of the other stuff and you're expected to know all that. Yeah, all of a sudden we're talking, they're talking about puberty and I have no idea what the hell even sex ed is. And they're already gone, uh, they're already writing papers on it. Now... Uh, I'm not sure how involved you are with social media. Pretty much a little bit. Okay, well, because, like, I do, t I, on a rare occasion, I do TikTok when somebody I'm interested in puts a new video up, or it happens oh, to hit up. I'm definitely into TikTok. Um, in, I do Instagram, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook, duh. Yeah. Uh, MeWe, because I, See, and I find I found you on YouTube. Yeah, I'm not that hard to find. And then come to find out I'm like on nine other fucking services. Uh, Spotify, apparently Apple Podcasts, Slacker Radio, there's a, like nine of them. someone else is downloading your content and putting it on there? Hmm? Someone downloading your content and putting it on there or are you doing it? I send it to, uh, I download it to Anchor, which is the audio version, and the audio version it's spread by Anchor. Oh, probably the Spotify one. Yeah. They've nice. already said that it gets it gets listened to. I've got people listening all around the world some of the time. <laughs> but I'm really not worried about it because, yeah, like I said, I'm small and I don't have a very big operation. Oh, yeah. But that's one of the things I enjoy about it is the, the small audience. If it blew up, yay, but really don't count on it because I'm just a little too thumb out to give a fuck. <laughs> you know, you were talking about stuff about the LG, and I, I hate to backtrack, but I just thought about this. There's something else I really hate about the LGBT community. Like, for example, if you meet me in person the first time, and you accidentally call me and you go, hey, what's up, ma'am? I'm not going to go off on you and be like, I identify as a male and blah, blah, blah. I'm one of those people like, well, it's nice to meet you. By the way, I do pr prefer male pronouns, but 
I'm okay if you call me the other ones, but honestly, there's so much more in the world that needs, that you can concentrate on and that needs your attention more than your stupid pronouns that you, that you go by. No, see, that's why my oldest, if she might be watching this, if she is, you can learn something from this one. Pronouns aren't everything all the time. No, they're not. Not really. Sometimes because my son still calls me it. mom, and I'm not going to sit there and tell him, well, I go by male pronouns now. You have to call me man, sir and and dad and all that. I'm not going to sit there and tell a six, almost seven-year-old, because he was six when I started transitioning, that he has to all of a sudden call me daddy and all that. That's messed up. That's what messes up the kids' kids' heads. That's yeah. exactly what a lot My of people... My daughter already knows that from uh, one of her friends at school has a dad who's two years younger than me, and he decided to start transitioning. Oh, like, boy. he started off wearing bras underneath his clothes, and now he's showing up to school with a shaved face and wearing dresses, bras, the whole nine yards. And this is a guy who, two years ago, when, when our kids were in uh, kindergarten... He looked like a fucking hobo. He looked homeless. And then he talked about he needed to get the rest of his teeth yanked because he already had dentures. They're just waiting for him to come pick them up. He gets all his teeth yanked. He still doesn't have dentures. So he's a chronic liar. And then him going through this... I think I would call it a midlife crisis for him because all of a sudden he's transitioning into a woman and calling himself a trans woman. And it's like, he doesn't realize his daughter's already gone medicine. Apparently she's got mental issues. I don't know what they are. But now that he's doing this, her emotional issues are getting worse. And he's like, he literally told me, I don't know why she's getting worse. She's getting worse because you're choosing to completely rip her world apart. So you can feel good for five minutes. Yeah, the way that I do it, yeah, I'm transitioning. He notices that I'm starting to get stuff like the facial hair and all that. Mm -hmm. But he still calls me mom and that. And I'm not going to force him to change the title of what he's always known me as. Just to make me happy. And I think that... Well, happiness as a parent isn't... Is in the mind. Yeah. I I think that you're being a parent and then transitioning to whatever... I think you need to be more focused on if the kid is okay, not if you're feeling better. Yeah. Because in the long run, you pay less. You pay less for everything in the long run if you're doing everything in the proper way with the kid. Your my feelings, kid, my your parent. With it. But you see what I'm saying? It yeah. Can, you did the wrong thing. That kid's going to be your. Uh, that kid's going to be a, a money sinkhole because of counseling and things like that. The kid's going to need. For the rest of his life. That little, the, that little girl, yes, unfortunately. But in the case of my kid, I don't force any of those. Okay, now that I'm doing this, you have to start calling me this. You call me whatever you want, just don't call me a bitch. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the thing. It's doing it. It's doing it. Making sure the kid is okay more than you're okay. Yes. I yes. think is the most important and part. And even of like that. as a trans woman, you can wear. You don't have to wear dresses and stuff like that. I mean, if it makes you happy, cool, but if it's, like, freaking out your kid and you have a young kid like that, maybe wear stuff like crop tops and shorts or stuff like that because those are cute, too. I don't know what uh, dude's particular issue is. I only call him dude because he, he, he shaved that beard off. 
you need some heavy ass spraying of nair. Like he's got full on, when he grows his facial hair out, it's like full on hobo beard. It grows any direction there is. And he's growing his hair out even though he's balding. I don't know why you choose to work on becoming 40, balding, toothless, and then decide to become a woman. I mean, he wants to wear a wig. No, he's not some, wearing a wig. Obviously, some trans women wear wigs. No, he is growing his hair out even though he's got a bald spot. Like, he's not as bald as I am, but he's pretty fucking close. But yeah, I just thought it was ironic that he's going to. He, I think he's doing it the wrong way. I think he should be trying to help his daughter with doing a slower transition instead of, well, I'm just going to be a woman now. You're screwing up your kid, though, psychologically. Yeah, and I don't try to push push all that stuff onto my kid. I basically tell him... So you're being very responsible and parental about it instead of just, I want what I want and that's the way it's going to be. Exactly. That's why I said, like... That's why I said I'm not doing any of those other two surgeries because I had a really bad experience with this one. My son has a disability that I have to sit there, and I'm the only one that knows really how much how to take care of him. Mm-hmm. His biological father, if I threw him on his biological father right now, he'd be calling me within the next five minutes, how do I deal with this? Yeah. He's not been in his life at all since, since my kid was a year old, except by a phone call maybe once or twice a year. That's... Quite sad, wow. but I mean, some, some, yeah, some parents, unfortunately, are like that. And well, I wouldn't um, exactly call them parents. I would call them more donors than anything else if they're going about that way. Yeah, you know? yeah, I would call them that much. But he does at least pay child support and helps out. Like, if I need extra money that month for him, he'll be willing to help out to make sure at least the kid doesn't wind up on the streets homeless or anything like that. Well, yeah. food. So he's a little bit, a little bit. He's not total asshole. He's not total <laughs> asshole material, but he's kind of up there because in the in the five years you could have at least paid one plane ticket to come out and visit your kid. The reason I haven't done it is because his kid freaks out on anything that's changes. On changes, so he's real big like with stuff like that. So if it comes to doing a flight or anything like that, yeah. one he's got to know the person. He's got to have to have had physical contact with them in the last couple of years. He had no contact with that family. So if we flew out there, he'd love the plane ride out there. But the moment he meets them and they're wanting hugs and kisses, he'll have total meltdown. As he should. Exactly. Because he's if he's moderate to low tolerance to anything, it's going to be, yeah, expect nuclear bomb, here you go. Boom! Here's your nuclear bomb. <laughs> you, you, order one nuclear, you order a nuclear bomb here, deal with it. Yeah, here's a dirty bomb. <laughs> oh, this kid. How do we get this to go away? You don't. Live with it. Yeah, this kid is going to put holes in every single one of your walls. Can't. That can't, that can't happen. Yes. Oh, he does. Ask this one. He'll hit his head hard enough to put holes in our walls. Yeah. We've got at least six or seven of them. And I remember the last time I had a kid try that with me, I put my hand in front of their head, and they discovered my hand was a whole lot harder uh, hard to push than Whoa. He used to headbutt me, and then I grabbed his head one day and went like back at him. He never did it again. He's never headbutt me in the head, in the head or in the face area. Mm-hmm. He learned real quick. Oh, that hurts. I don't like it when I've they do it that. I've also had to do that. I've also had a kid who was try- who was doing that, who headbutting everybody, and then I picked this little girl up. This we're done. Bam. Yeah, hard. 
My turn? No, 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 put me down! Because <laughs> my head at that point was like fucking uh, cast iron concrete. Like, oh, you yeah. weren't moving my head. If I didn't want to move it, it wasn't going to move. Now I got a killer headache afterward, but you know, nothing to... I didn't have that. She had the headache. She was like a spoiled four-year-old at the time. Oh, and her parents were spoiling her and then claiming she was autistic. But she wasn't autistic. Now there's a difference between spoiled. spoiling and autism. They didn't see that. But then again, the mother was hypochondriac. If her kid wasn't silent, perfect, and looked perfect all the time, then my kid has to have something. She's not perfect. She's not perfectly silent. Your kids aren't going to be that way. Did you ever think that you were the problem? <laughs> I told her that once, and she tried kicking me the ball. She missed. I twisted her foot. She fell on her butt, and her husband uh, said if I ever did that again, he was going to whoop my ass. Like, go ahead, bitch. My day. I literally walked up to him while he's trying to get her up off the ground, and he's like, well, you you better not ever do that to my old lady again, dude. I will do it again if she tries swinging at my nuts. If her limbs try to go for my genitals, she will hit the floor. Oh, yeah. And I don't care. And then guess what? If you lay a hand on me, your hand will land, and then you, your whole body will hit You know, I hate me. that whole thing that they have, where, and they teach this in school, and I know because I had to deal with this with my son in preschool. This little girl was beating the living blood out of my kid. Uh-huh. Bullying him. The minute he stood up from him for himself because the school wasn't doing anything. They just allowed it to happen. This girl pushed him on the ground. He got up and bopped her one in the nose and busted her nose. She's two years older than him. Then I had the principal call me. We need to come speak to you down in the office. I come down there and all the, what's going on here? And the mom's trying to tell me I need to punish my kid. Why don't you tell me what happened? And then the teacher told me what was going on. I was like, isn't this the same little girl that's been bullying him for weeks? Good for him. He stood up for himself. Well, little boys, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to teach my son that if your daughter is going to be mean and push him, he has every right to defend himself. Just like your daughter, if my son was bullying her, she had every right. She has every right to defend herself. Yeah. That's what I taught my youngest. It's like, you don't bully me. If they're going to start swinging... You need to put him. To, uh, you need to put him down first. Yeah. And, then, and unfortunately, with my kid, sometimes he does do the bullying first. Yeah. Well, he's been guilty of uh, picking on kids, and I know he does it in our house with this one's daughter. But his, this one's daughter does it right back. So it's like. Yeah. Well, like I've told this one, his his daughter has uh, certain needs that uh, I don't know if he's addressed because I do know that she has uh, hearing issues. Like when I hear when I hear them over the phone, I can still hear her trying to talk regularly, and I can tell that she's still not catching on to certain things. Oh yeah, I have hearing issues myself, so I have to caught it with that one. I'm actually supposed to wear hearing aids. My son decided to put them in the washing machine. Thought they needed a bath. Yeah, no. Let's see, I I I don't hear so well. This here, I hear pretty half decent. This yeah, one. Yeah, that's this one's. This one um is better than this one. This one's mostly deaf. Yeah, that's I can do loud noises on this side all day and not have a problem. Actually, more closer to you. I know a million tricks. That's why I know how to turn my head certain ways and all that. But yeah, um, I did a hearing I, uh, a weird hearing test on his daughter, and she did exactly what I thought she did. I got her attention, was talking to her, and I'm snapping my hands behind her head without touching her, so she can't tell what I'm doing. She's staring at my lips. 
Then I back away and she's still, I'm snapping right next to her ears, very loudly. Doesn't respond to it at all. She's fixated on trying to read my lips while I'm saying. I told him that I told him that he needs. He does do that. I told him that she needed to get that. That they need to get go to an oncologist to get the shit figured out. He says she's done it, but judging by the way she's still talking, I don't think I don't think they've done anything. But I'm not that kid's parent. Yeah. I let I let them deal with do what they're gonna do or not do what they're gonna do. My daughter has an issue, it gets fixed, like... Same thing with my kid. My daughter, when she was finally learning to speak, she was imitating her younger, older sisters. No kid, I guess. She, that daughter has a lisp, or that kid has a lisp. And because her, her jaw juts out, and she's got a longer tongue than her jaw. So naturally, she's going to have a lisp with that. Well, the youngest was trying to imitate that, and we had to spend two years doing speech therapy at home, making her say That's words and say words, practice them over and over until she finally started talking normally. See, this is what I tell him. His age is catching up with him. He's just turning into an old crotchety man and needs naps. I don't need sir, uh, those things yet. Or someone needs a beer here in a bit. <laughs> Better off than me, I can't actually drink alcohol anymore. Or fatty liver disease, they said I'm not allowed to. I don't know what to tell you on that one. Like, uh, I, everybody can, everybody back when I was in my 20s thought I was a big ass lush. And drinking too much, I was hounded every day about it. Then we go to a doctor. I barely ever drink. Well, we got, we got to a, we went to a doctor because I was suffering from a cold. And I have like five people telling the doctor I drink too much to dissuade me and all this other crap. So the doctor's like, we're going to put this bitch to rest. We're going to sonogram your organs, sir. I don't give a shit. Go ahead and do it. He sonograms my organs and drops a sonogram one about halfway through. But there's no way. He goes over all of my organs again and says, sir, your organs are in better shape than mine are. You have like perfect everything. Thank you. Your liver should be halfway fucking uh, plastered with cirrhosis. You don't have any sign. Your liver is still shiny. So my yeah, liver. I expected you drinking and, and. I just thought it was funny because now it didn't come to find out that my family, because we're uh, apparently now we're German and Scottish, we have very good strong drinking genes apparently. Hey, that's good. <clears throat> Well, I also found out, like, we did Ancestry, the DNA tests. I'd have to do that on myself because I know nothing about my biological family. You can, actually find, you can actually find out some shit on Ancestry. It's pretty easy. Our thing is, is we're, we're on the premium package and we get access to everything we want. It costs a little much, but we have to pay, like, two or $300 every six months, but you don't have to worry about it or waiting on anything. You want to look some up? Look it up. Boom. You want to look up anything? Okay. If you've got Indian in you, go look at the uh, the doll scrolls, which I have to do later tonight because i got to verify some shit. Because according to what I was told by family, uh, our what verbal family history, we're related to Jesse Chisholm, the founder of Wichita. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, some people are like, oh, I'm, I'm more Wichita, bitch, I already got you beat. 
<laughs> okay, he was like an uncle or some shit. So I'm related you, to the founder. I'm related to the founder. Go fuck off with yourself. I'm more Wichita than you. <laughs> Literally, and here's another funny fact. I might be, I'm probably related to Jesse Chisholm, but my daughter, the youngest one that you saw, she's actually related to the guy who uh, built the Keeper of the Flames for Big Bear Post. No way. Yeah. Her great-grandfather's name is on a plaque in that statue. That is cool. <laughs> so not only is it, if uh, I am more Wichita than most people, my daughter has more connections than most people will ever have to the city. That you look it up, cool. Thomas Washburn, Keeper of the Plains, you'll see it. I know, weird to uh, talk about that, but yeah. And then I found that we just recently found out within the past, I don't know, maybe a month, they redid the genetic, and they constantly are trying to find better ways to do the genetics. And according to the genetics, I happen to have a gene which only one in ten Scots, one in ten men, uh, men in Scotland even have. It's a gene that goes back 5,600 years to the Tuareg people of North Africa. Oh, my son had a genetic testing type thing done. Mm -hmm. Just like for medical things, he actually has one of his chromosomes missing. Yeah. I forgot which one it said. Usually it's an extra one or one missing. Oh, he's got both. He's that got an extra one on one, and then he's got a. Uh, well, that's what usually leads into being extra. Uh, that was what usually leads to them being special, so to speak, or special needs. Is one. Uh, what, the case of Down syndrome, and it's an extra one, and in the other case, it's a missing uh, one. And, yeah, I don't, there were, the, apparently CRISPR's working on something for that. Oh, yeah. The only problem with that is CRISPR's also working on uh, stuff for, gen uh, for genetics for people transitioning, and that's even coming under fire now. The, oh. the trans community is, like, shitting on itself. Large, in the large viewpoint, because everybody wants to be identified as this, that, or the other, instead of just, okay, I'm a trans woman or I'm a trans man, and keeping it simple. Yeah, that's why I say I'm a trans man. Uh-huh. And you're not overcomplicating with, well, blah, 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 you know, this long list of other crap that you probably, you could probably stack on it, but like, what was it? I saw, I was watching Odin's Men, because... He loves bashing snowflakes. About half the time, he's actually right about it. But he goes on the he gets on this TikTok video where this person identifies as a trans man with like schizophrenic features, and uh, they have ADHD too, as well as being bipolar. And I mean, I could go into that and say I have ADD, ADHD, which I actually have clinical diagnosis. And all these other stuff, but why should you know about my entire medical history? Yeah, does your name need Unless to be followed by every funny your name need to be followed by every diagnosis that you have? Exactly. I think that stuff like oh, that. Oh, well, let's not forget like, you're gonna need to have those political tags on the end of it too. I don't care. <laughs> no, they're actually starting to do that. They're trying to get that pulled in Texas now. No, thank you. Where your you your don't political need to know my political party. On. You don't need to know the disabilities I was born with. You don't even need to know if I have an STD or not unless you're dating. Yeah, the STD thing would be kind of a, one of those... Oh no, some people, uh, you'd be surprised. 
Some people are really quick to say that in their bios. I have this STD. Thanks, we didn't need to know you have chlamydia. Now we know you have it. I know, see why chlamydia would be that big deal to even mention. Yeah, I was just throwing up one that I knew because my yeah. friend... Oh, yeah, I've got, back in I've high got, school, we had a girl that literally called herself chlamydia girl. Well, I got I a friend... I have, I have a friend who has... Uh, well, I actually have several of them. Several friends who have herpes simplex too. Isn't like, that a genital herpes? I forget. Honestly, herpes, I herpes 1, I think, is like in the mouth, and herpes 2 is in the genital area. I'm not sure which one it is. All I know is it's... It's just funny because it's like that's one thing they put out there is like, okay. And then when you talk to them, low enough, like, people just turn me down because of this. Even though if they're on the medicine properly, there's like a 4% Thank chance you, you. get herpes. And Thank on top you. of that, if you sleep with the wrong people in the first fucking place, you're 100% likely to get something you don't want in the first place. When I sleep with me, and I, since you did mention it, I'm actually one of those people that actually have the second one. I have the genital one. And I got it trying to protect my son from a guy that my brother brought into the house. I was trying to take the guy out mm -hmm. and he pinned me in the back of his car and I could not get out from him. Nor did my screaming get heard by anybody in the downtown um, area. Well, I'm sorry to hear that happen to you. I'm just more happy that my son was okay in this situation. Yeah. But I just, I think it's... I'm people almost will judge say... you if you have herpes. You get oh, judged. Yeah. Like, no other. Even though I've explained to multiple people, even my previous partner that I was with, understood that as long as I took my medicine, and he never wound up getting it from me. And I was with this dude for three years. Anytime I had an outbreak, I told him, we never did anything. Mm -hmm. So anytime What's you even funnier is the fact that the 4% is on the high end of the risk factor for getting herpes if you're on the medicine. It actually is a lot lower than, uh, than uh, 4% normally. What on the medicine, the highest risk factor you have is a 4% chance of getting it. That's on the high end, though. The low end is like, what, 0.3% chance of contracting yeah. it? It's so the, uh, the, the odds of getting it while you're on the medicine are so incredibly low, you have a better chance of catching another STD from a random from a bar. That's literally how rare that is. Yeah. So that's why when people are like, no, they've got herpes, uh-huh, and you've got stupid. Yours is yours won't go away. There's there might actually be a cure for in the next maybe ten ten or so years. I think it'll be less than that. They're finally they're so. they're coming up with cures for cancer. I mean, they now are they're now saying that there's now a cure for AIDS. Which back when I was a kid that that was a death sentence. <laughs> yeah, same here. In the eighty in the early eighties is like, oh AIDS? What's the cure? There is none. Not at all. Same now we the, have that. Same thing in the 90s. They were saying that in the 90s when I was around here, that there was no cure for AIDS. You, and the way they, in school, the way they, they taught it to you, if you got AIDS, you're dead. Yeah, you have like 10 years tops to live in. And you're yeah, dead. that's how they taught you even in the 90s. And then I found you're out screwed. since then there's... Oh. Okay. Now that we've started over as far as the camera work, I'll be checking the video later to see if that if that longer segment was in there or one of the split segments was in there. Okay, now what do you see the next move uh, uh, being, or what's the next move that needs to be done by the community as a whole, and then 
what does, say, the next generation need to work on improving? That way things can keep moving. I'd have to say exception, acceptance of others. I mean, I get it. We're saying that others should accept us, like the transgender people think that. But also, there's a lot of transgender people that don't even accept their own, their own people. Yeah. Especially ones that don't want to fully transition. Or they, or they call non-binary people confusing and stuff like that. I get it. I mean, let people live lives the way they want to. As long as they're not hurting anyone. Now, going to that part, here's, uh, here's an interesting tidbit to th uh, throw out. What do you think about the Ezra Millers of the world who claim they're uh, non-binary trans women? Non-binary trans women. To be non-binary would mean that you don't identify as a gender at all. Exactly. You, don't so identify. you can't be a trans woman if you're non-binary. Well, if you're actually because there's no transition. From, if you, if you are transitioning from a male, like you look male, but you're transitioning to a female in looks perspective, I can see why that would work. But if you're just saying that you're a, if you were born a female, AFAB, and then you're coming out saying you're non-binary trans woman, you're not transitioning at all. Because some of these, some of these non-binary people that are claiming to also be trans are actually taking the hormones and doing all this stuff to transition. I can see why they would call themselves that. Well, that would be more of a trans woman. person than it would yes. be uh, non-binary. Non-binary means there is no sex at all. And they don't, they don't identify as a sex. Yeah, you know what? Those terms actually do confuse me. It's one of the more confusing parts of the LGBT community that I don't really like to touch on. Because either way, I'm going to hurt people's feelings. Well, we can hurt people. I don't give a shit about hurting anybody's feelings at this Honestly, point. if you're going to transition <laughs> into the opposite gender, you're a trans person no matter what. You can't be non-binary at that point. Yeah, and that's that's what alarms me so much about the, about the non-binary community is you've got... Like, I was watching a video two years ago. This college I mean, chick you... with a shaved head... Massive boobs, and you can obviously tell she's a woman. Oh, I'm non-binary. Got Mother Nature did not see a, a seed and make you that way. If you got boobs three times the size of my head, well, and mean, you're trying to protest, she's if she's non-binary means that she herself doesn't see herself as a gender, even on the outside that people are looking at her and saying, "Well, you're, well, you look like female and male to me." But most non-binary people I've met have actually done things to make themselves look like where you can't tell if they're female or male. And see, going by sight and then definition, those two can be complementary, but only if you do it correctly. I mean, if you're coming out to saying that you're not uh, saying that you're non-binary, but you're not but doing anything going to off present that way. Say, okay, if you're going off as saying that you're non-binary, but then claiming you're a lesbian or a gay man. Yeah. You would have to identify as a gender to say that you're a lesbian. So you would have to identify as a female to say that I'm a lesbian and I want to fuck other women. Just like to say that you're a non-binary gay man, then doesn't that mean that you're That's identifying a, that, as that, a man? Having, having that title on you, like uh, with Shay, that didn't make any fucking sense. Because Shay was saying, oh, I'm, non I'm a non-binary lesbian. You actually aren't non-binary then. She's you can't be lesbian the, the and non-binary. The thing I though is that she's changed her um, 
her identity, her identity of herself multitude of times. Oh, yeah. Where, um, apparently at one time she has opened up to me stating that she thought at one time she was transgender, she thought she was bisexual. I honestly think that Shay, yes, I know you've interviewed her. Oh, before. yeah. I believe that she doesn't fully know what she is. And still doesn't. My theory on her is she is a female. She might be lesbian, she might not be, she could be bisexual, or whatever. I don't think she's quite discovered what the fuck she is yet, because she doesn't understand what any of that crap actually and that, that's, means. That's my, that's, my, that's my argument about the younger generations. Is that they just want to claim everything, that way they, yes. can ha they feel they're entitled to this, this, that, or the other? Yes. As to where, like, my generation of, of uh, LGBT people, they, sat, they don't they, ask me for permission... To, uh, but another uh, thing is, I did years and years of fighting what I actually was. I fought it because of my my family's belief. They're Catholics. Oh, buddy, so, you 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 were doubly fucked on that one. Yes, um, <laughs> I've gotten the full blunt force. Uh, I got the blunt force when I came out as bisexual to my mom back when I was in high school. But oh my gosh, the amount of Hatred and just oh, I have no doubt you were you asshole. were just dunked in the vitriol pool at that point. Oh yeah, hair dunk vitriol, bitch drowned in it. That's why I don't like having <laughs> long hair. My mom used that as a weapon. My long hair became her. Come here, horsey. I'm gonna grab you by your hair and pull you. Yeah, see, I used to have long hair. I didn't. You know, I didn't cut it to start that. It's because I started just going bald. Oh, I just cut it because bald of my men with long hair. I don't need to look like Ben Crosby or anything. <laughs> From, from Crosby, Still, Nash, and Young. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, the exactly guy with his bald head and long hair. They're really long I don't hair need to look that dumb. That's like a, that's I never like understood a, that one. I was like, okay. Yeah, I don't like the whole... Uh, uh, I A couple of times I've grown my hair out a little bit so that my daughter can see that she's not the one with curly hair. I am. She got it from me. Because when my hair grows out, it is curly as shit. I mean, it's like Houdini Mine is curly. too. It can be really curly. But because of all the damage and stuff that's happened to my hair growing up, I've had my hair shaved for lice multiple times and stuff because my mm -hmm. mom didn't want to do the whole kit shampoo thing. And one of the foster kids' uh, mothers were bringing the lice every time they showed up. Damn. See, Came from the, she has never had, my youngest has never once had lice in her life. Even though almost all of her friends at school have gone home for having lice. And I think it's, I think a contributing factor to that I can't physiologically get lice. Oh. Like, aren't you lucky? My oldest, she would get lice all the time because uh, my ex's best friend's kids were hanging around with her husband, and her husband's dad always had lice. They were embedded in his scalp. Yeah, so they were always coming you. back. They were always coming back with lice. Well, I was. T uh, ever, nobody else wanted to take care of them. Everybody else had nice. Thick fucking uh, hair, and my hair—I could comb my hair with a lice brush, which I don't know if you know anything about that. Uh, I know it is, ins it is insanely rare to be able to just brush your hair with a lice comb. Most people get like an inch and they get stuck because their hair is too thick. I can fully comb my hair with a lice comb. I can now. I wasn't able to when I was younger. And yeah, then we tried it. We—they stuck me in the room with. I've got eight kids with lice. They're all sleeping on me. Multiple head contact. I don't, I have, you know, decently long hair. I've got a, yeah, it's not totally balding, but it's, it was balding at that point. Not too bad. 
I was with them for a week, every day, doing their hair, and finally, all their lice were gone. I was checked, and then they shaved my head, because we found two adult lice crawling around on my scalp. Shaved my head, because I'd been in there for a week. I should have, like, red marks all over the back of my neck. Shaved my head. Nothing. No marks at all. They hadn't, they couldn't lay, apparently... The lice couldn't lay eggs on my hair because they could not climb my hair. My hair is that fine, they couldn't do anything. So, in effect, I wouldn't talk to a doctor about it. The doctor's like, you're like one out of like maybe 200 million people. You can, you can have lice on your scalp, but you can't physically contract them. You can, they can't live on your body. Well, fucking hey, why wouldn't you love that, right? Oh, yeah. That's like winning the genetics lottery. That is. Honestly, lice was horrible. Oh, yeah. My mom did the whole mayonnaise trick where they put the mayonnaise on your head and you have to sit it on top of your head. I always got, my head, sh- I always got my head shaved because my sisters would always come back with it because their friends were... Oh, yeah, so, so that's how they did it with the boys. They just shaved the head. With the girls, you had to put your hair up in a bag with, like, apple cider vinegar or whatever they... Whatever... Yeah, apparently both of my sisters had friends who had lice real bad, and then they caught it, and so they ended up having to shave it. All of us kids at one point had shaved heads. Oh, yeah, they that did way, that with me too. We were, that way there was no more issue. The lice went away. I never really, I never had lice to be, speak of. I mean, my mom and dad at one point took my mattress and my sheets and my pillow, found a full, uh, found a full of lice. Nothing on my hair. They take it all out, they burn, They throw it in the dumpster and burn it. Set it on fire, let it burn. And then when it's all ash, they're like, like, okay. Nice then they it. shave my head. It's like, yo, we're going to show you how licensed. My mom, my mom, who's a licensed cosmetologist back then, is like, he never had lice. He should be eaten up. They shaved all my siblings' hair. All of them had the familiar red track marks on the back of their heads. All of them had it. I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> all my shit was infested with uh, lice, but nothing. You never got it. Yeah, I can't physically get it, apparently. You're lucky. Uh, I know, it's fun. That is winning the ge- the genetic pull lottery right there. Oh, there's a few more genetic quirks I have. Like, I'm the only one of my siblings who has red in their hair at all. No. The big one. That's this one. No, that's her. Oh, that is? Yeah. Low trilling. That's how you know. She wants to be let out, but she'll have to wait till we're done. Okay, just wanted to make sure it wasn't. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not her. Her, we'd have to stop because she would get really loud and really quickly, and it would, it would probably break all of your ears listening. But um, I'm used to it. Yeah. Um. Now, if you could change. One thing about what Gen Z does right now, or tweak it to improve things, what would you do, what would you tweak, and why would you tweak it that way? Their self-entitlement. Okay, explain the self-entitlement. Where they think they're better than everybody else because they apparently have more knowledge, they have access to more knowledge, they have their gadgets where they can, their gadgets and Mm -hmm. they're smarter on them. Than a lot of the older generations. Okay, that's it's, a solid enough answer. Yeah, it's kind of annoying to be honest. Okay, now. 
and they think they're better than the previous generations. Now let's put let's put a generational aspector into there. Now I don't. I'm assuming you grew up reading some books, but you still had access to reasonable internet back when you were growing up. No, my mom was born 1965. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she's she's in. The, she's 80. Um, 80 years old now. If she was 80, she's a lot older than that. She was born, she, like, oh, no, way 1965 was my own brother. Sorry. I think she was born in the 40s or something. If she was 40s born in the 40s, that may, uh, that would make... Uh, she had you at an insanely late age. Um, I was adopted. Ah, um, okay, She was then. 50 in... Well, see, that, then that makes a little more sense that way. Yeah. And I was brought up by her. So, the way I think of things is a lot different than other children that were born in the 90s. Yeah, because you uh, because I was regular. Up, a I regular wasn't... millennial would have grown up with like cell phones, learning about chicks, and I wasn't um, allowed to um... doing computers even when they changed. Mm -mm. Uh, growing up, you would have you would have hit the milestone where you would have been about um, twenty years old when touchscreen cell phones came out. Mm -hmm. See, I know the landmarks because I paid attention to them because my own kids are growing I up was... with technology, and I didn't. My mother had um, had a cell phone when they were coming out. Mm -hmm. We were not allowed to have cell phones or anything of that matter until we were able to get jobs to afford them ourselves. Well, by the time you would have by the time you would have been coming of age, cell phones would have been plentiful and damn near free. Pretty much, I was. <laughs> um, I think it was in. I graduated in two thousand ten. Holy um, shit, yeah, that's a while back. 2010 is around the time I, w I also got my first cell phone. Wow. You see, I didn't get my first... I got my first cell phone when I was... I was 19 19 or 20. 20. Yep, same, same here. I was Mine was, was Sprint PCS, though. That was before touchscreen. You still had Mine to... Mine was track phone. Yeah, track phone was still not the best phone to get. Uh-uh. Still isn't. I, I did babysitting. I also had to time out my calls so that it, after 9 p.m. I could call and text whatever I wanted. But during regular business hours, you couldn't. You'd chew the fuck out of your minutes. You'd be going yep. through three times as many minutes. We the weekend, you could literally phone. keep the phone on 24-7 and fucking rock your stereo so that way everybody could hear it through your phone and it didn't cost you anything. But see, even back when I was growing up, my mom had two separate landmines. Mm -hmm. One that we were allowed to to call our friends on, and then one for normal household things. So you grew up in more of a uh, you grew up with more of the pa uh, the generation pasts yes. advantages like learning how to work a rotary phone or a mm -hmm. touchstone phone where you smack it could catch the receiver and still dial everything. Yep. Yeah, the old uh, touchstone phones. I, I miss those sometimes. Cause I remembered perfecting the chop thing where you aim right above the cord. Smack it, catch it at the same time, and you... <laughs> I miss those days sometimes, but then yeah. again, I kind of like being able to look up, like, whatever I want to. I'm on Wikipedia all the time. Yeah, see, I grew up with a lot of the stuff that the previous generations had before mine. Yeah. And that my so you had more of a classical upbringing, so yes. to speak. Instead of my having... My was more of those... The women did all the housework and did everything in the house, while the men were basically able to do whatever the hell they wanted. That's also another thing my mom bestowed into me that I broke out of the social norm with that. With my kid, because I noticed at a young age my kid likes to help out a lot. 
So I let him help me out whenever he wants to. If he yeah. wants to help me do the laundry, he can help me do the laundry. Well, like, Just because he's a male. He's not going to have male privilege. No offense. You know what the worst chore I hated growing up was? Mm-hmm. Washing fucking dishes. My parents would plunk a... Uh, they didn't have a plug. They'd put this huge fucking five-gallon um, pot in the kitchen sink, make sure it was filled with hot, soapy water, and then I'd have to do... A whole week's worth of dishes. For some reason, we went through that many dishes in one day. I'd have to do a week's worth of fucking dishes. Oh, we had nine kids in the house, so can you imagine how many how many dishes we went through in a day? Oh, nine more than kids, I want to think nine about. Nine kids and two adults. Yeah, for us, it was six people altogether. Four kids, two adults, and that's not including if company came over. Oh, but my mom loved to throw big old house parties <laughs> on any uh, holiday. Didn't matter what see, the holiday we was. We were the poor ones, and yet my rich entitled cousins oh, would come over they would come over and we would have to throw some big shindig for them and then we'd have to clean up afterwards mm-hmm. and they just went home to what whichever parent was taking them home it's like why the fuck are we doing their shit they should be cleaning this crap up they were only here visiting yeah, so visiting. can i go over to their house all the fucking time and leave a big fucking mess I'd love to go in my cousin's room, stick my arms out, and start spinning until I get dizzy and throw up and destroy their room. That way I can leave. No, because then your aunt would expect you to clean up. You can't make them clean the fuck up? It'd be rude. Mom, Dad, it's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. And they can go into my room, they can go into our collective room, destroy what they want, and then we're stuck cleaning it for a fucking week afterwards because they're entitled. No. My daughter goes somewhere and makes a mess. She, you better believe her ass is cleaning it up. If one of her friends come over here, they both clean it up. It's not they don't leave. Uh, neither one of them get to leave yeah, until it's, it's cleaned kind up. Of what, um, when my kid goes to other people's houses, I do make him clean up before we leave because it's constant. Yeah, for us it was five minutes. Five minutes till you leave. Time to clean up. Oh man, that shit better be clean when I come back. <laughs> go in the go in the living room, smoke a cigarette, come back. Oh, good, it's clean. Good, you've avoided an ass whooping. Because my parents See, are like nowadays. You spit anyone that even mentions that you're going to whoop your kids' ass. You come CPS. No, we've avoided that. We've avoided it due to one thing. I actually had to teach my wife how to spank. Because I, I found out I know how to uh, learning how to spank my oldest kids. I learned how to spank. And get CPS's approval on it. Like literally, they watched me spank my. They watched me spank the youngest one. They're like, did it leave a mark? Wait ten minutes, and they check her butt. How is it you did that? And she cried, but yeah, you didn't leave a mark. Yep. Because I'm that exactly goddamn what you're supposed good. To do it. That's how you're supposed to do it. I've been doing that that way for fucking years. Same. That's why I was like, you're not. Fuck you. Don't tell me how to raise my kid. Don't tell me how to discipline my kid. You can't. Spank. I have her trained. I have her conditioned the way I need her to be, and the way to process. My kid gets spanked when he does things that he ain't supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I have no there's doubt never that. been one mark left on him, except when my ex has done it because he don't know how to do it without leaving a mark. Yeah, well, generally I tend I tend to tell people when they're spanking them, you're supposed to hit them hard enough to hear a pop, and but. that's it. Like when I spank my, when I spank uh, my daughter, mm-hmm. usually it, she'll get like one to three swats. The first swat I have to hear a pop on her, otherwise I didn't do it right. It may take me a couple tries to do it, but you won't see 
mark on the a mark on her at all. She just hates the spanking, the fear of it. Yes, it's the fear of it that is what her. drives the whole cranky, stupid childhood throwing a fit thing. Ugh. Yep, hates kids the same way. Oh, I've swatted his kid before. She I fucking too. hates it when I do it. Oh, the first time I ever Because I had her bent over, and his wife is like, no, 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 you can't do that, you can't do that, you can't do that. I, I just looked at him as like, dude, i got to do this. You don't get a choice. I've got to set her ass straight. Because she's throwing a fit, throwing shit, tearing up crap. Poor Romani held her down without hurting her, mind you. Exactly. Doing a proper restraint. And then literally spent, caught her just at the right moment, got one good swine, heard the pop, let her go. She dropped to the ground, crying like she was dying. And then while his wife is still fucking throwing the fit, go ahead, check her ass. Whips, her, whips down her pants and her, uh, what was it, the pull-up at the time? Yeah. No mark. Not a fucking, this girl, little girl is acting like the world has ended. Yep. Not a mark on her. And then when I spoke, her, when I asked her again, when I got her attention, made her look at me, and told her to go clean, uh, go do whatever to, uh, she was refusing to do, marched right in there, had it done in a few minutes. Yeah. His wife's like, "How'd you do that? It's you have to learn how to spank a child properly. It's not for punishment. It's for instructional purposes. It's a constructive punishment." Um, I have used it for punishment with his little girl when she has done stuff. Uh, she knows she's not supposed to be doing. Like when, like I have these glass figures. My kid doesn't even touch them. Mm-hmm. This little girl can go in there and broke it. It's around where I have my I have some pets that I've had cremated. And then lied about it. And then she lied about it after she broke it. So I popped her good. And you know whose fault that is, right? It's not his fault completely. No, I'm saying you know why. That uh, that got broken, and then why it was lied about? Because she's gotten away with it before. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a not bad parenting. Just him. It's, oh, I know. It's more of you know who. Yeah, I'm not blaming it on the one parent. I'm blaming it on both parents in this case. Mm -hmm. And it's a it's a bad thing to get hooked on. And yeah. no, we're not just shitting. We're not just shitting on you. It's more time. I mean, you can ask him. It's I'm a parent. Better having. Oh yeah, it's he a, he jumps on his wife because. She has a thing, and this is what I hate about most parents, that they do this. Mm -hmm. There's one bad parent and one good parent. You do not good cop, got bad cop, your children. I so said we try not to do that. His like, wife plays the good cop. Constantly. She tries to play the nurturing, oh, yeah, she didn't do anything, she's okay, an angel. It's okay, sweetie, let me yeah, do no, what I've been told after you sometimes. just got your butt whooped. No, we, we, she starts crying, uh, my daughter starts crying. Because it's something she did wrong. She doesn't get attention from either one of us. Exactly. Now, if, she gets, if she's pissed off and goes into her, uh, goes into her room after throwing a fit and cleans her room, she's going to get a, what do you call it, a fist bump boom thing? Where we both fist bump and go boom. Really big deal. Uh -huh. She gets that after she's done because it's a reward for doing something positive with her energy rather See? than destroying her room. Instead of her throwing a fit, do something constructive with the, with the anger. Like she, got, she got mad. Because my son had his birthday the other day. Yeah. She went and started breaking his new toys he just got because she didn't get any presents. And this one immediately jumped up and whooped her butt. And the mom immediately mm -hmm. tried to cuddle her and I said no. And then she, the little girl went to time out. 
Yeah, I think I think in that case it needs to be, uh, and I'm not trying to overstep my bounds on parentage here, but I do happen to raise, having raised more than one kid. Mm-hmm. I think that when his daughter gets into something or does something like that again, yes, I'm making sure you can hear me on this. Punishment and then explanation, and I mean, fucking explain the shit of it. If she starts losing your attention, give her a small smack on the face. Nothing, you know, like that, just to make her pay attention. Until she we gets into her it brain. More, we kind of do it more on her butt, because if you hit him in the face like that, you can damage her teeth. That's what a dentist has told us. The dentist is full of crap. It's, if you, you're not really hitting all that hard, it's an attention getter. You're not going, you know, you're not swinging her like, you're literally. You're not sitting there doing Mike Tyson to the face. It, it's like going <laughs> that. Like, literally, you're not doing any damage. And it's an attention getter. It's more for the attention goes back on me. This is what you need to eat. It keeps our attention centered on you. The explanation. Talking about it. Getting feedback. That I think that's what's going to change your child's patterns of destruction, so to speak. It, it does work for me a lot. Like when, does it too, but the when she is... destroys something... We explain to her why she's going to get a SWAT. We give her the SWAT, and then we explain why she got the SWAT. That way it reinforces the entire bridge, so she knows not to do that again. That might be a better approach to take with, with her at this yeah. point, because nothing else is getting across the little one. Yeah, that's what, it took forever for us to get it through to her. that We're explaining to her why she's going to get the SWAT, then we give her the SWAT. And another thing is, when you're giving the SWATs, don't use any emotion. No. You do make sure they can't move. Instead of putting anger into a SWAT, you're like, okay, you're the only thing you should be using is your ears to hear for that pop. When you SWAT them, you hear the pop, you're done. And if you're angry at the time, you don't SWAT. Do not SWAT, (laughs) and you give it to someone else to do. You basically say, this person, so and so, is going to spank you. Swatting in anger is because you did this, and then have that person SWAT SWAT the child. Because you're too angry that if you do it out of anger, it's going to hurt him more. Because I, I have actually... Uh, I can I was, actually turn off my emotions at any time. That's why I'm well, able to swap the kids. I was drunk at one point, and Callie was a lot younger. I would just come home from work. I got, I was two beers in, and she decided to say F you, Daddy, when she was like four. Oh, jeez. Being inebriated, and having been inebriated for uh, being an experienced drunk... From many, many, many years ago, I chased her into her room because she thought she was just going to run away and Daddy was just going to let her get away with it. No, I chased her down to the bedroom. I pinned her down. I smacked her ass. And then she said it again. F you, Dad. Oh, no. I, I think I blacked out for one-tenth of a second. Long enough to take one swing. I haven't done it since. But I left marks on her ass. She was she had my fingerprints on her ass for an entire week. Oh. And I didn't hit her all that hard either. My wife is he he didn't hit her all that hard. How do you the way my hand and the way my hand goes when I hit it cups naturally. Mm-hmm. So you're getting all that weight, and when you're hitting a butt cheek, the butt cheek is naturally curved, matches perfectly with the way my hand curves. So you don't do So I'm literally hitting her. You know, a lot harder than I should have, uh, should have hit her on the ass. And I hit her hard enough so the impact left my fingerprints in her skin for a week. They went away, no bruising at all, nothing more than a red, nothing more than 
the red marks with my fingerprints in them. And I learned, after that, I learned... Never to do it while well, you're angry. No, it wasn't not to do it when I was angry. It was to stop. I allowed her to upset me in a way that I don't find acceptable. Like, I broke my own standard of parenting. And it's only happened the one time when she was four. She's now eight. And she's never had more than a few swats in her entire life. And that one, I regret swatting her right then. But at the time... It was the proper parenting thing to do, to give her a swat. My wife was busy doing some. Uh, she was busy watching TV in the living room, and my daughter was going to get a swat anyway. This is like you weren't getting away with saying "f you, dad." Or yeah, that my kid doesn't get away with saying that stuff to me. He gets uh, a, he gets a whooping because that's unacceptable, <coughs> unacceptable language. Yeah, well, like when There's she used to do. If you're angry. You can say, I'm mad at you right now. There's a lot of other things you could say than saying, F you, Dad, or calling calling you a bitch. Or well, we asked like where that. she heard it from. Apparently, she heard it from her cousins, her older cousins. Obviously. They were shouting. Uh, her other cousins were taught that you uh, were raised to the point where you could say, fuck you, Dad, and everybody would just laugh. Or go in and smack some, uh, one of the adults in the head with something mm-hmm. and just run off because nobody was going to do anything to you. Everybody would just laugh. I stopped hanging out with uh, that side of the family because they were toxic like that. And it was inappropriate parenting. You first correct the situation so it doesn't happen again. It's not, oh, this is Jersey Star. We'll just laugh at the kid fucking beating the shit out of somebody. No, your, your kid will end up in jail if you don't correct that problem at the core. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I like with my kid when he starts doing out, we do... We immediately jump on him for for situations yeah. when he when he does that. Who's that? Who do you think? You tell me that one, Brizzy. <laughs> but and and that's and another uh, another thing I've noticed, and this is the conjuncture back in the LGBT discussion. We I've are, noticed that we are busy. Why he does voice text is just typing the shit out of you and me. Uh, she's still doing the text this week. She called me on duo. Oh. You guys forget how to text? No, she does that even to me. She'll call me on duo for some reason. Yeah, I don't answer duo calls. I've gotten two duo calls from spammers who... I get them from sometimes my son with my ex's phone or... Yeah. Now... That's the only two people that do it. With that in mind, do you think that uh, Generation Zers who will now become... The new young parents of Generation Alpha or Generation whatever the fuck is after Alpha. I'm guessing maybe Beta, since we're not going with weird, uh, since we might go with weird terms afterwards. Do you it's think be an Omega? <laughs> God no, we can do Omega. Fucking shoot me, right? I'll be dead by then. <laughs> no, my plan is to live to like 120 or to be like the oldest living human being and then die. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I might try to join you on that path. <laughs> Good luck. You got to you got to learn a lot of weird shit to pull that one off. Oh, like yeah. everybody's like, but you drink and you smoke in moderation, bitches. Yup. Like Don't typically, I smoke. Time. Typically, I smoke on an average day anywhere from three to five cigarettes. Most people I know go through like a pack a day or damn near to it. 
Mm, I have to be heavily hammered to go through that many cigarettes. I mean, I was like that too, but um, I had it. Um, I recently um completely stopped because I got diagnosed with high blood pressure. I still have high blood pressure. Uh, I'm an AFib patient. You know what the weird part is, and none of it, and none of Robert's other friends can say this, but I can. In fact, not a whole lot of people can say this because my mom's the only one I know in my family that suffers from it. If I don't drink beer, if I quit drinking, my blood, uh, my blood gets so thick that when they take blood, it dries before they have a chance to do anything with it. Ew. If I drink, I've literally, I gave up drinking for like six months. Went and got some blood work done. Oh, you need to pump your hand and do all you know all that normal shit they tell you to do. They extracted a full-blown tube of my blood. We're not talking the little. We're talking the fucking huge ones that are like that big. Filled it up completely. By the time they got it back to the lab, which is like five minutes, it had already completely dried the fuck up. It was a rock inside of a tube. So, so where they were probably be like, "Where did you guys draw this?" They were like, the lab asked when it was drawn. They thought it was like. A day or two ago, they were told it was five minutes. They're like, nobody has that kind of clotting factor. They checked my blood. They found out that my white blood cells, which contained some of the clotting factor, was nine times what it was supposed to be, which is usually a sign of leukemia. But when they did the leukemia test, they found out I don't have leukemia. I just have really weird blood. <laughs> oh, I have, I have weird blood, too. So my white now, blood cells if I know I'm going to the hospital... Elevated. Now I drink, now when I drink every day, and I only drink like two, three beers a day. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a big-ass beer. And it's 5.5, just in case you wanted to know. But I drink regularly. I'm not drunk. I'm not sloppy drunk by any means. Mm-hmm. Sloppy drunk, I say, for a couple times of the year. Like, St. Patrick's Day, I tell everybody, don't expect me to answer the phone, because I will probably be sloppy-ass stupid drunk. Come on. Oh, Irish and Scottish jeans. Oh, yes. Drink till you get fucked. <laughs> That's the rules of it. <clears throat> well, now since I found out I'm more than... And now that I found out that I'm 50 fucking percent Scottish, literally, I can show proof. I have the proof on my phone. I'm literally that Scottish. Now I just drink and it's, it's not that big a deal. But now when I go to the hospital, they're like, oh, do you drink? Yes. What do you drink? I tell them what, how much, all that crap. They take the blood and it actually stays liquid long enough for them to test it. And I, when I tell the nurses that if I stop drinking, they won't be able to get the blood, they look back on a chart. Apparently, they've got an old ass chart from way back there. Like, oh yeah, you, well, you have to fucking drink, don't you? If you want blood, <laughs> drinking thins my blood out to the point where it can be used after you extract it. Like, I got this cut on my. You can see a. A really small cut. That is literally three days old. I cut my knee and it was bleeding down my leg. And it took five minutes to go down there and down the back. Wiped it all up. That's three days ago and it was all the way across my knee. Deep. Well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I've got healing factor like Wolverine. At like, least it's not like Deadpool. <laughs> no, it's not that damn quick. But yeah, it... When I was going through rehab after I got after I got in, in after I was hit by a car uh, about five six years ago, the injuries I suffered normally take three to four years to come back from. Mm-hmm. With rehab, all that other bullshit, 
I was at work almost four months to the day after the accident happened. That's not heard of. It's unfucking heard of. From a deep, from a huge fucking uh, deep gash in my head, I had a huge brain bleed for like three days. I was unconscious. <laughs> I had to have my ankle replaced with half metal. And yeah, I recovered it from all that shit in four months flat. And the doctors are like, "How?" Well, I have a question for you. Mm. You, you you know plenty of women um, who've probably had cesarean sections, right? Yeah. How long has it taken some of them to go back to doing stuff? On the long shot, four years. Shortest. Shortest. I heard a friend. I've heard a friend claim that they got over it in three weeks, but I don't believe that uh, their claim of three weeks. That that um after my my um procedure, that evening I was walking around the hospital. And I was able to do stuff. It's because I more so. Is this? Don't worry. If you gotta answer a phone call, answer a phone call. Oh, it's just an unknown call, so I'm not going to answer it. Yeah, mine says spam caller. I ignore it. <laughs> oh, unknown that, is usually my one friend, so I'll call her back later. You'll have plenty of time for that when you get done with the interview, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or she the conversation, shall we call it now? But, um, with me, after I, I was up, I was even going into NICU to go see my son that night. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even, like, two hours after the procedure. That, um, that like, after the whole... No, what uh, they did a surgery on you after the birth? No, no, they they did a cesarean to remove him. Okay. He was four weeks premature. Let's see, and a cesarean usually they tell you to take they tell you to take what two weeks off, and then yeah, you're still well, bedridden still for like to, the next six weeks. And I was still able to. I was up doing stuff, cleaning out litter boxes, climbing on rooftops and stuff like that. Because I had a cat that loved to climb up on the roof and didn't know how to get. Like now. Yeah, and they probably told you not to do any of that crap too. And huh? yet I did do it. Because like I felt fine. Yeah, I had one of those uh, they give you the compression things to wear on your stomach area. For that. At least that's what they gave me. One of those are compression belts Why are you it... interested in her phone? It's not yours. It's real. Huh? Let me see who it is. Hello? Taking a few seconds to figure this one out. Hey, um, I'll call him back real quick. Yo, uh, hi, buddy. I'll call you back, okay? <laughs> hi. Are you calling on the Alexa? <laughs> oh, busted. Okay, sorry. Okay, we're back. Sorry, had to take a uh, phone break. As required by uh, apparently famine limbers. Not my kid. <laughs> uh, hey, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, interrupt the phone call with a kid. That's be that's something that I I have a kids myself. I'm not gonna stop yeah, you from. Mine's, mine's up a year younger than yours. He he just turned seven the other day. Yeah, she turned eight right before St. Patrick's Day. So we got to celebrate a birthday, and then I got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, her birthday the... party cost three hundred fucking dollars. Oh, we're doing his next month, and it's looking about two to four hundred dollars. Where are you having it? At? Um, he likes to go up to round one, and that's expensive. Oh God! Yeah, you can blow money there real fast. I, I would say to try All Star Adventures over here. Oh really? I've never heard of that one. Yeah, you can actually have your own. You can have a birthday area too. It's a little like Chuck E. Cheese, but I think it's less shitty. 
Because Chuck E. Cheese, we'll we did that for that several one. years, and... Chuck E. Cheese is, you can I am so fed up with Chuck E. Cheese. You can blow so much money, and their pizza isn't even all that good. Their pizza's so far subgrade, it's not even funny. It used to be good back in the day. Wouldn't know. I still remember Showbiz Pizza Place way back in the 80s. Yeah. (laughs) The other Gen Xers like, yeah, man. Yeah. Big Cheese Pizza Place. Shitty animatronic animals that look creepy as shit. Pizza was awesome. Isn't the Showbiz Pizza what Chuck E. Cheese took over? No. Actually, Showbiz bought out Chuck E. Cheese and then Mm -hmm. bloomed it out. If you look under Chuck E. Cheese, it's owned by the Big uh, by the uh, Big Show Pizza Corporation. So they oh. bought out Chuck E. Cheese and then expanded it. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were like, no, Big Show, uh, Big Show got, no. They named the company Big Show, not Chuck E. Cheese. They just kept the name as Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And when they say Chuck E. Cheese.com or any sort of crap, it's literally a subsidiary company of Big Chuck, Show Pizza. Big Show Biz. Yeah, showbiz, whatever the fuck it is. It's been over 30 years, motherfucker. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, now, um... Trying to think of the, how to structure the question. Structure it any way you like, as long as I understand it. Well, that's the bitch. I have to go with, like, three different things, because if I ask a question... I can ask my wife a question and her not understand a word I said in it. Ah. And I could use the same question with the exact same wording on the guy at Walmart. He'll understand every word and give me the same fucking uh, intelligent conversation back. And I'm the only one who understands what he's saying. So it's finding the right choice of words. And you have to choice it down to where your viewers also understand too. Oh, they'll figure this shit out. I've already told people to look crap up if they don't understand what I'm talking about. I did a dictionary. I did a podcast where I literally only used high words, and then I got contacted by two people who watched it and says, "How are you supposed to look up what you're? Uh, how are you supposed to look up what you said? Look it up on Wikipedia or dictionary.com. Wikipedia, dictionary.com, even Google will help you with that. Look up a certain word, figure out how it's spelled. Well, when you have a when you have above a four hundred thousand word vocabulary, you know, you kind of get you can hoodwink people. Just on wording alone. Oh, yeah, that's fun. But do you think the structure as it works for the LGBT community at the moment is going to last? And how long do you think it will last? Or when do you think it'll fall? Not currently because of the way that, unfortunately, Gen Z again is (laughs) trying to run it. Is going to run the LGBT community into the ground or worse. I honestly see it splitting, where the Gen Zers are going to go off and do their own thing with it, and then the ones who actually care about the core values and keep it the way it was since the baby boomers were around are going to keep it in their in their own dom- domain until they die off. I feel like it's going to split. Well, that's a fair assessment. Now, I what do you think... That, that's what happened with a lot of, uh, no offense, a lot of the... Um, in, in California, when they're, when they're talking about um, a lot of the, the hate on black people up there, it's not white people hating on black people because I lived in California for five years. I can constantly say this is quite literally the Asians and the blacks are constantly fighting up there. I don't know. I, 
I don't know about all the inter, uh, interracial violence going on. I know that everyone likes to throw it out saying it's the white people fighting the black people. And yeah, I don't. time, it's usually Mexican. Now, see, I, when I watch the news, I, I have this strange ability to... I watch, like, the 5 o'clock news and then the 5.30 nightly news with uh, Lester Holt. The bitch is everybody concerned about certain things, but nobody's seeing the whole undertow of the news. Mm -hmm. And I send out... I only send out to certain people the undertow of the news, which tells you the exact story. Mm -hmm. And it's usually the one that's dead on right. Most bad. people are like, well... The undertow, there's no undertow. Yes, there is. There's an underlying theme in all these broadcasts. Yep. If you catch on to them, they're never wrong. They are precursors to every fucking thing that happens. Like when gas prices go down, everything else starts going up. Everything else went up. Like in the past few weeks. Uh, like gas, uh, gas down, went down. Go gas prices just to... started going down. And food prices just started to fucking uh, skyrocket. Because they need to take the money out of somewhere. So they're going to go for the next thing, the food. Well, like when I, to when I told my listeners that uh, gas prices aren't due to Russia. They're not. Mm -mm. Gas prices aren't due to Biden, so stop blaming him. Gas prices are due to... Inflation. Nope. Really? It's not. If you look it up, you'll find out this is true. I've had to do it several times. Look at oil, oil futures speculation. Uh, That's one half of it. The second half is oil companies have, oh, are trying to dictate uh, what the price to sell it at. And then, to finish that other half of that equation, you have stores which dictate what price they sell gas at. So, the oh, yeah. gas stations so like, and the oil like companies set the price. Yeah. And the oil future speculation tells us about future supply and demand. At the height of the pandemic, when everything was shut down, do you know how much a barrel of oil cost at that point? Less than four bucks a barrel. Guess what price they just dropped from? Over $300 a barrel. So at the beginning of the shutdown, when everything dropped and killing fuel prices... You couldn't sell the fucking crude oil. And now, uh, like a month ago, you could have asked for $400 a barrel, and they would have given you $400 a barrel without thinking about it. Write you a blank check for all the oil you have. Bam, gone. You become a millionaire overnight. And I know a lot of people, I know even the news is like, well, this is what the Russian oil is. No, we, I've said this to Robert, I don't know how many times. Guess how much oil we get from Russia as an import? Not as much as people think. You know how much? I've looked it up. That's how I know. Honestly, I don't know. But I Eight know it's not as much. fucking percent of our imports. Oh, that's sad. More than 65% of our oil is domestic. That's why people are like, oh, it's the foreign. No, the foreigners didn't have a fucking thing to do with anything. It's literally... Our oil companies trying to make dividends with their shareholders because they have to have that beach house in Bora Bora. True. So yeah, that that oil price crap is just full of crap. If any of you actually know this, let us know because I already know it. But I'd like to hear that somebody did their homework like I did and traced it. I have to do a lot of homework for for some of my podcasts. The more informative, it's only because it's getting hotter. So they're starting to crawl around. But if you do your homework on certain things, like I went out to look at the, I went out 
thinking that the holes for masks were fucking smaller than coronavirus. I looked it up, found out that uh, the holes in a, a face mask are three times the size of coronavirus, even in... Don't they here? Yeah. I went out looking to get proven wrong. I was proven right. That's sad. It's sad when you're... Oh, when you're trying to say, oh, you can. I talked to him. I bitched and then to him you for a week. Up proving about yourself it. right, and then you're like, I, I bitched to him for a week about it. I was like, dude, I was trying to prove myself wrong. I just automatically assume I'm like, okay, stupid assumption. The holes in masks are big, are bigger than the coronavirus. Now, go online and look it up, and prepare to, you know, get fuck, get fucking corrected by the system. The system told me I was right to begin with. Well, shit. It was like, then masks aren't all that effective then. No. So they're not, a, why the fuck are they pushing this shit on us to wear masks when the regular surgical masks, which we were all supposed to wear, were less than 20% effective? It at makes no sense. At least it's a little bit effective compared to not wearing it at all. I only wore a mask to go pay our phone bill the entire time. Literally, that's the only time I wore a mask. Well, the only time I actually wear them is when I'm going into the doctor's offices, because that's when they require you to wear them. They're still doing that. Yeah, I'm waiting for that to end, and there's a whole plethora of stuff to talk about hey. as far as masks go. Yeah, you ran out of stuff to drink in your last drink. I don't know. It was um, crawling on there. That's why it's a pet. I guess Kyle's getting mad. Why? Because I'm not back. Mm -hmm. Well, it's about time to close this down anyway. We can always oh, yeah. talk another time. I mean, we've already worked on... We're probably bordering on, like, two-hour mark here. And we probably bored the death of everybody watching. Oh, yeah, because we went off topic a lot, but who cares? But, uh, yeah, we should have another We should have another interview or conversation, if you want to call it that. doesn't matter which one you call it. It's still the same thing. <clears throat> it's a confluence of conversation, of oral conversation... Mixed with mental ideas, apparently. Honestly, I'm down whenever. Yeah, it's going to have to be next week, if anything, because I'm going to be busy working my ass off all week. I already know I'm going to get, like, two calls I don't want to get. Because oh, yeah. I not only do ma and maintaining apartments and flipping them. Stop that so that they don't have to hear that pop. Oh. Well, unless, they, unless you're okay with them knowing about your personal stuff. Oh, it's only business stuff. Huh. Like, I have to, I already know I'm going to get two more calls to go spray apartments. Oh, yeah. Not only do I fix them up and flip them, I also have to fucking spray them in case somebody's got a, a huge outcropping. But, y'all stay safe. Definitely. Oh, And now I'm going to have fucking digestive issues due to being in the heat. Oh, yeah. But y'all have fun. Peace out. Peace and out. we'll see you next time.